2: What's good, Internet? It is Thursday, July 18th, and that means it is once again time for we here at Waypoint to nerd out and deep dive on the culture, art, and entertainment that has been inspiring and provoking us today, today, or lately, today, that continues to be... <laughs> you say, you act like I have
0: a choice here. Like, there, <laughs> I did not have options uh-huh. in front of me. It was get in the robot and talk
2: about this show, or yep. nothing. Get no, in your no entry Get in there. Let's get in your entry plug. You know what? It turns out it doesn't even matter if you're in your entry plug. Some people can move Avis around without being in the entry plug. Other people get stuck in the entry plug. Sometimes the entry plug is empty visibly, but actually there's a person in there. And you're not even in your suit. (laughs) you're not even in your suit uh we are continuing our our deep dive into neon genesis evangelion this time we are focusing on episodes 20 to 24 which in my uh opinion is a set of episodes that writes a a set of very large checks that i am not convinced the show can cash (laughs) Uh, i'm your host austin walker joining me today danielle riendo
1: hi i'm inspired i'm provoked i'm in my entry plug i'm ready
2: all right, Patrick Klepik. I have a, I
0: have a question. I've heard lots of people call it Evangelion. Is that just They're wrong? From- no. Well, I know it's comp. Right? Huh? What? I think it's wrong. It's no, wrong. I know it's wrong, but I'm just, okay. I'm just wondering, like, oh. I've heard that a bunch of times over and the it's years. It's the same reason,
2: it's the same reason, it's the same reason that I said seal all last week instead of Zele, which is like, Zay-lay. you, you watched it 15, Zay-lay. you watched it right. 15 years ago. You watched it as a teenager, then, then, you looked at the and word you, and said, oh, Evangelion, okay, I see. Right, it. and and then you had the Wikipedia for 15 years, or you read fan uh-huh. forms, and, you're, and the actual pronunciation disappears from your mind, if you, if you even saw it to begin with. And the, real, know, the real, the real reason
3: is that. Uh, Robin Williams once read it out loud in a movie. Uh, I believe it was Twenty Four Hours. Correct. Before, or he's he, yeah. He read it 25. out loud. Uh, one hour. Wait, no. <laughs> one hour photo. One, one hour, hour photo. photo. Yeah. One hour, yeah, photo. Yeah, yeah. One hour photo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> photo. Hours. There's hours in there. I don't fucking know. There's hours involved. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. I choose to believe that's the character mispronunc- mispronouncing
4: it, not Robin Williams, who of course knows obviously how to pronounce it knew. Yeah.
5: Obviously.
4: <laughs> right. I don't even know that that pronunciation thing's obvious though, because like. Evangelion is how it's like said in the show, except the thing is Evangelion evokes evangelical. Yeah, evangelical. Uh, yeah, So yeah, yeah, like, totally. Again, totally. I think there's ambiguity.
2: Oh no, the only reason I'm saying it's obvious that Robert Williams said it the right way is because I know he's a nerd who watched the show. <laughs> <And so laughs> he so named his daughter Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. He named his daughter Zelda. Um, uh, those are also the voices of Patrick Klepik, Rob Zackney and Ricardo Contreras, who are all here also to talk about Ava. Uh, As a note, I am coming to you from Toronto, and I'm using a different microphone than I've ever used before, so apologies in advance if the sound is weird. Um, Unfortunately, uh, the person with the weird mic is the person who has the summaries in front of him, so (laughs) you're going to hear my voice a lot. Um, I would just send you these summaries, but I feel like not having familiarity with them and knowing what parts to skip... Knowing which stuff is editorializing, what stuff is like the real shit, it's they're just a mess. They're just I. You, can someone guess how many pages and words on of Ava notes I have at this point?
1: Forty-eight
2: in total? total. In to- total, like, total. Oh God. From from this experience, not in so my these, life. Uh, these
0: are these are Google Doc breaks, right?
2: These are Google Docs. There's can one you give Google me Doc.
0: what is the font size? The default.
2: Uh, it is default. It's Calibri twelve. Calibri
0: 12. 58. fifty-eight. I'm. I'm going going 80, 28,
2: 28 Patrick says 28, Danielle says 58 Cotto? 80 80. (laughs) One high
4: (laughs) Rob Uh 60
2: Rob Zachney You were one, you were one dollar Under, pages 61 (laughs) Wow! Beating Danielle at 58 uh, this is yeah. this is close. Yeah. You're very close. You're very but it's closest without going over. You know, the rules. Uh, it is currently twenty four thousand five hundred ninety three words over sixty one pages. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yep.
0: Nintendo loses again.
2: <laughs> All right. Good. We should jump into it because we, we only have five episodes this week, but they're dense and weird. Uh, and so, and also, even though I watched them all yesterday, they're already fading from my memory. The first one, so I want to get into it before it completely leaves. Um, <laughs> Ava episode, Evangelion episode twenty of the shapes and hearts of humans, or f- uh, f- form of the mind, form of the man, or weaving a story too, oral stage. Um, the Freudian sure. one, yes. <laughs> the Freud, the Freudian one, yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Just this episode. Uh, this episode, no only one. <laughs> this one. <laughs> yeah, only this one. Certainly not this entire set of episodes we are watching. <laughs> Certainly not most of the show. Um, this episode is the is basically the month after the events of the previous episode when uh, Ava Unit One goes berserk and ingests the S two drive by eating an angel. Um, uh-huh. uh, we kind of. Yeah, nom, nom. we kind of get uh, the intro is is Gendo being chewed out by the Human Instrumentality Council, um, who is not happy with how he's doing his job. And that's a theme for the rest of this set of episodes, too, uh, specifically um, uh, because of the fact that the S2 drive was accounted for. Um, and I think that maybe not maybe in this scene, but eventually also upset that that he has lost or wasted the uh, Spear of Long- Longinus. Um, and then the rest of this episode, from that point forward, gets cut up into these kind of subsections that have these really, like, stark title cards that talk about the time that it, it is taking to try to retrieve Shinji from inside of the Eva. And so we begin with the first day. Um, there is a kind of accounting of the damage done to the Evas. We hear that the damage is, is beyond the, the Hayflick limit. Um, uh, that is units 0 and unit 2. Uh, the hayflick limit is a real thing. that is the limit um, that is the the point at which uh, normal human cell populations um, will uh, be able to divide up until they reach the the hayflick limit. After that, cells can no longer divide. It used to be thought before hayflick that that vertebrate animals could have their cells split indefinitely, and that when you took it to a lab and it failed to do that, that was a failure in you like, producing the right conditions for them to do that. Um, whereas in fact, no, there's a point at which a cell can no longer divide. Um, basically the AVs are fucked. The command center is unusable um, <laughs> and they need to switch to the second system, the second command center and move the Magi system down there. Um, there's a detail I love here, which is like, as they move into it, they say like, hey, this facility, the second secondary command center is the same architecture. It's the same software and hardware. Um, But the seats aren't as comfortable, and things aren't as responsive. Um, And uh, there's a sort of like really early metaphor happening here that that is a parallel to the fact that we learn in this series of episodes that the Avas are physical beings that have different souls inside of them and there is a kind of dualism happening with with the Ava. We're just moving past uh, the
0: teeth. We're just not going to talk about the teeth. Like, you just, everyone saw the teeth at the beginning of this episode okay. and was like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, I'm good. Like, this Joker-looking bandage-wrapped, like, creature <laughs> with this the giant, perfect, purple- next- beautiful... Is no, dude, episode? the thing is in its gantry, no, that's and it this, it's episode this for like, sure. nightmare
4: rictus. And yeah. It's, like, yes. right in the
0: opening, it's just like, yo, ha, ha look at my fucking teeth, and it's just like... <laughs> I have that coming yeah. up,
2: and my, my notes are that that happens next, uh, which is that we then see the unit one covered in bloody bandages, restrained by, quote-unquote, cage restraints, and Yeah, you can sure, just that worked sheep. out well last time. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you can just see... The S2 drive in its chest now. The red core from all the angels. Uh, and yeah, are the bandages bandages or are those also restraints as a question? No idea. No idea. I, think Who that, could say? I don't like it. I think they have to be also restrained or
3: something. A...
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's mummy mummy. Totally. That's a person. what's
2: going on. <laughs> yeah, it's mummy mummy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> um, the council, still furious, goes over the terrible state of Nerve HQ, over the broken Ava's. Uh, and meanwhile, we get a scene of Kaji, uh, Kaji checking in with Gendo and Fuyutsuki. It's like, I don't like that he's in their room. I don't like that he's taught. I don't want any interaction between these three people. Um, uh, <laughs> and, uh, he, they tell him that Sele, that Zele wants, um, which means soul, by the way, important as we go into oh, this good. set of episodes that we know the weird, the three German terms, the four German terms. Uh, three nerve, uh, which means nerve nerves, it means nerve in German, zele, which means uh, which means uh, soul, soul. and then what's the third one? Gehren, uh, something Gehren, yeah, Ge- 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 Gehren. I well, have a pronunciation is, written down which means brain in German.
0: Gare- what does soul okay. even mean? The show is not defined what soul even means. Like, we well, keep throwing means, around this fucking term, like, well, yeah, you know, just like. You know, the, the soul, like the soul, like, no! Uh-huh. What do you, you know, mean the soul? You know the soul. You know the soul. Too. God as well. Also well what god. do you mean by god? Well, but god? well, no, but I mean, like, God, like, it, like it's I can speaking, give you the comparison. Like, god, god can be metaphorical. God can be, like, oh, a god, so, so like, I can see what. Right? I guess. But then, like, <laughs> that is, like, such a, like, more, like, in a show that has so much techno babble and, like, uh-huh. they're just throwing out terms that, like, have actual. Meaning, like, often when it invokes, like, God, I, yes, it may turn out by the end of this that there is an actual God. I will fully <laughs> buy in that that could be a, a resolution to the show. And maybe then the soul is linked to that. But everyone is just using the term soul, like, right, we've established um, the soul is quantifiable. And I, <laughs> like, just wanted a line at some point in this show that's just, like, and the show that does That separates time, out. Where it's yeah. going to just, like, it just says something, and I enjoyed it early or in the show, where it's like, hey, we're going to say something. Like, in the first episode, right, when they say, uh, or the first or second when they say, um, oh, and they're 14. And everyone's like, right, yes, they're 14. I was like, ooh, that's clever. Like, they're just putting something out there. Now at this point in the show, I'm like, all right, cards are coming on the table. Like, explain soul to some degree. You can't just be like, well, we'll get there in six episodes. So anyway, that's just (laughs) my annoyed rant on the way this show Haphaz- now haphazardly deploys its mythology in ways it's that myths and I, d- I don't yeah. always find uh, satisfying.
2: So, um, the in the middle of this conversation, they uh, Kaji just kind of casually drops, "Oh, so Kaji is like, yo, Sele is not going to be excited about the fact that Unit Unit One did all that shit." And and Gendo was like, "Uh, we're going to tell them that it wasn't in our control, not our fault. uh, And we're going to ground you to one. And that's it. No big deal. And Kaji is like, okay, what about the fact that Shinji is stuck in there? And then we cut to the command center uh, unsuccessfully trying to eject the entry plug. Um, And there's a point at which uh, they say, one, that Shinji has been assimilated by the unit. And two, Ritsuko just kind of says, like, this is what 400% sync rate looks like and you may not like so, it exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you may not like it indeed um uh and then we get another exchange one of many exchanges uh, heated exchanges between uh, Misato and ritsuko in this set of episodes uh in which Misato says what does that mean what exactly is an ava and ritsuko says all i can say is that it's a human or something resembling a human created by human beings Misato says, created by human beings, but all you did was copy something you found in the Antarctic. Don't make me laugh saying it's an original. At which point, and here is Patrick's mm-hmm. point, Ritsuko says, it isn't just a, simply a copy. A human will, or soul, question mark, has been infused with it. Misato says, so you're saying that, that, that this is someone's will? And Ritsuko starts to say, or the will of an, of the Ava itself, and then Misato slaps her and demands <laughs> that Ritsuko take yeah, responsibility. that's, that's and me, fix maybe all like,
0: this. what's up, mythology? Bam! Like <laughs> a, after, feels like I'm watching Lost again. It's like just ask a real yeah. question.
2: <laughs> Misato carries your energy throughout these entire set, this entire yeah. set of episodes, Patrick. The 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 avatar of people who want to know what the fuck you are doing, Ano. Um, Ray wakes up the second day. That Ray wakes up in the hospital, uh, hearing the news of hearing the news of quote a leftist terrorist attack, which is yep. yet another Don Kanemitsu original. Uh, this was in the original, I think, just a extremist uh, a terrorist attack. That in this translation has become a leftist one, and I believe, from my reading, the Japanese is not does not use the word leftist. Uh, Kanemitsu is doing, like, a a weird, weird. very non-literal thing here where he is like, well, when the show was made, they probably meant leftists, which is such a weird turn from the hyper-literalism of the rest of the translation that it begins to raise some questions about Mm -hmm. the the goals and direction of this entire translation project. Um
3: I saw on, you should you can I saw something go about ahead, that comment. on Well it's like um apparently the term used was used interchangeably interchangeably with um uh cults of the time as well uh-huh. Uh-huh. What was that big 1995 which like You yeah. not yeah, 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 which right. You don't have the but, like, attacks, right? I, yeah. I, yeah. But yeah. here's the thing is like there's somebody um on Twitter that I follow uh, that is like um an expert, essentially, on one specific, cult, like very famous Japanese cult, and somebody pinged them on a thread about this, and they it ended up in the place where they said, like, yeah, it, it it could make sense given the context of what this specific Japanese word is, but it's still, it's still is in it's still ambiguous enough that really you need to be you need to ask the person who translated why that happened, <laughs> like it's not. Well, the it's thing from easily wave like you can't like hand wave it in that way, even though it's it technically makes sense.
2: Well, the thing for me that is that it that it gets back to though, the thing that the inconsistency for me is that this is a translation that has been so devoted to the original text yeah. and yeah. being quote unquote pure to that. To the degree that it says the third children instead of the third child, but here (laughs) we've decided to do some some tinkering we here We've decided to do some interpretation and it's just like of course all translation is interpretation But you really got to know where that interpretation happens. You really got to zoom in and be like all right Where are those creative choices being made? Yeah, um So so the argument
4: there is that it conflates so there were and this actually predates the uh, Sarin attacks in the Tokyo subway apparently Mm. Um, but yeah, so there was some backstory where there was a backdrop of a mix of uh, like extremist cult violence with a sort of communitarian or leftward bent is, I guess, right. the understanding there. Yeah. But it does get a stretch to call that leftist violence. And the Which other is thing such is, a broader
2: term. Right? And we have
4: a world here that has been it's been implied that its politics don't map that way anymore. Right. Like, right. Like actually in this context, they're being kind of weird cults makes a hell of a lot more sense <laughs> than this series of like almost survival cells that humanity has sort of lapsed into, uh, still on yeah. national flags, but it does not look to me like what's going on in Japan is necessarily an anomaly in this world. Right. right? Like everyone sort of seems to have like gone to this almost like, um, like Hive structure is is what's sort of implied.
2: Nevada has a big hole in it now. I bet the Americans are also (laughs) maybe not doing so great. Yeah. Um,
1: There's no free press in this
2: world. So, you know. As far as we can tell, no, not really. (laughs) Um, The second day. uh, We mentioned this already. Ray wakes up. Uh, and at home, Asuka slams the phone down after Misato calls the apartment to tell her that Ray is okay. Asuka begins a slow descent here um, into anger and self-hatred. All right, you know, doesn't begin one. Well. What we eventually learn is she began that a long time ago, but it really spikes over the, the set of episodes. She's furious, uh, mostly at herself, for not being able to stop the events of the previous week um, and, of course, for letting Shinji steal the show. Also, her room is a mess. Mm-hmm. The third day um ritsuko explains uh that there is going to be a salvage operation to recover shinji from unit uh, one um misato is like nerve is mostly interested in getting him out so that unit one will work again right and ritsuko is like this is true <laughs> this is absolutely true <laughs> you got me <laughs> yep, yep mur, turns out um shinji is quote unquote drifting in a quantum state inside of the entry plug Oh, there's uh, the, so
0: much, the, the babble the during babble this is sequence the is just, like, there are moments where this show does this just, like, any show that plays in this, like, high concept and conceptual realm, but, like, this like mm-hmm. this specific sequence where we start talking about quantum states where, th- I guess this is where, like, soul and will started it, and then, like, this moment got here where I was just like, okay. All right. I can just see a giant hand going, let's wave it
2: around <laughs> yep. and Listen, just Patrick, do I don't, what
0: we want to do. do. I don't
2: know what you don't understand. The LCL has turned back into the primordial soup that which was uh-huh. on Earth at the time of the creation. Because yep. of that... Shinji has become deconstituted. His matter oh. is still there in the liquid, but his psyche is floating around inside of the vague will of the Eva. And so they just have to reconstitute uh, his body and reconstruct his physical body, then transfer his psyche back into it. Ritsuko insists that they can do this.
3: <laughs> is we this where big, they you know, say like- the word ego boundary?
1: I think it is
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or it's oh, it's oh. on the a few computer times on screen.
1: At yeah. least in a few minutes, it's on the yeah. computer screen. Where it's like you know, ego boundary, and it's like showing it wildly flopping around, <laughs> basically like a fish. Mm-hmm.
0: This is a world where the they have the giant robots who just use pistols, but also we can enter and and leave quantum states <laughs> uh-huh. at will using technology.
2: Okay, hey, it takes them sure. a month. Okay, you know it takes them <laughs> some time. Mom. To dedicate. Also, moms. Uh, uh, also moms, also moms. If moms weren't involved Yeah, uh-huh, also those <laughs> The fourth day yeah. Shinji is outside looking in Are we talking in. about this
0: podcast recording or Are we talking yes.
2: about the show? <laughs> uh, Shinji is having an out-of-body experience uh, He has a floating consciousness Looking inward to the empty entry plug And he begins a stream of consciousness monologue that is hurried and tense, but still very reminiscent in some ways of the Ray one from a few episodes ago. Um, He is watching a flashing montage of images, first of which looks like just like the cosmic origins of the Earth uh, with a beach up top and then just like galaxy brain shit on the bottom. Um, (laughs) Then... The bottom begins to be replaced, uh, or I guess the whole screen gets replaced with just images of the show's cast, um, and he eventually gets images of himself, and the blue water inside of the Ava, which is in the intro, which we've seen before, um, uh, you know, returns, and then in the distance there's a red light, and he calls it a projection from the outside, something I don't like, which leads him to remember the angels – which he just says again and again, enemies, 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 enemies named the angels, endowed with divine names and hostile towards us. Miss um, Misato's targets of vengeance. <clears throat> um, and then we get another brief aside with trained Shinji, with the in- internal Shinji slash the corrupted Shinji slash I don't know who this is yet at this point. Um, <laughs> is it is the Ava talking to him? Is it who knows? Um Shinji wonders why he fights them, given how, how much he suffers. Uh, and then the Asuka in his brain tells him um, that it's self-defense and that, that makes perfect sense. That like, if, you, if you're if you going to be attacked, defending yourself makes sense. And then we see Shinji do this maneuver, this sort of like paranoid, kind of closed off defensive maneuver that, that people make sometimes. You're just like, okay, you're totally right. It's, it's, it's self-defense, which means I don't need a reason why I want to destroy everything around me and anything that threatens me is an enemy. And because I'm scared of everything, everything is threatening me. And I'm just keeping myself alive. And I'm just defending the lives of others. So how could there be anything wrong with that? And there is something, I, I really like this like weird maneuvering that's happening in which his he is like falling deeper into his paranoia and fear and using that as justification to not be critical about the fact that he is killing things. Um, and, and that he is like, turning but he's like letting A- ava you know one go berserk and like leaning into that direction um uh in fact there's another specific note here where he talks about like it's totally okay how can there be anything wrong with destroying something and the thing on screen is like tokyo 3 or the nerve hq it <laughs> yeah. is not angels at that point <laughs> right. um and then finally team. he kind of fought it's his people right yeah. he but he follows this line of thought far enough and finally sees that there is there are pictures of his enemies and that they're the angels and then also cut-in in there is Gendo, my enemy. Shinji finally says, and he confronts Gendo's deeds directly. How could you hurt Toji and murder my mother? Um, and then we we end this kind of stream of consciousness montage with the with One kind of stabbing upwards with a progressive knife, sort of like cinematically in the direction of of Gendo, not literally in the direction of Gendo, but that that is what is happening happening there. Um, and so this I continues Scott this is such oh, a long thing sorry. please yes interrupt whenever you want
1: okay this is just I don't, I don't I know we gotta we gotta move here however I was very stuck on the whole you murdered my mom thing uh it feels like mm-hmm. a little bit of a leap is he sort of like rediscovering old memories here or is he like just yes. putting the dots together so okay if- all right
2: do you remember in the previous episode? So I think it's I think the truth is much more complicated than Gendo murdered Yui. I think right. we learned that, that is not all yes. of the truth here in this set of episodes. But from the previous set of episodes, there's that stuff where there are people and newspaper articles that say Gendo killed right,
1: Yui. Right, in the in the whole and courtroom think, thing. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yes, where he is like where he is like uh Saying that that he remember he was like the the key witness who said but Gendo but he, my dad loves my mom everything's he loves cool, mommy. <laughs> yeah. um and I think we are learning that the truth is more complicated than that and I certainly Gendo was implicated in her death but also it, based on some conversations we hear here there is a degree to which she seemed interested in, in going down the path she went in um, for Shinji's sake it's very messy yeah um, and I don't I don't even know how to unpeel some of it. We'll get to some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, So um, Shinji then returns to the time that he and Ray were on the escalator. And this is a a type of thing that's going to happen through a lot of these um, similar stream of consciousness sequences where we go back to a setting that we've seen before, but things are a little bit different. Maybe it starts very much the same and then new questions get raised as the person kind of returns there in their dreamlike state and reframes a, a conversation. Um, and so in this case, Ray is like, uh, you know, why do you hate Gendo? Do, do you even try to understand Gendo? All that stuff again, your father, do you, do you try to understand him? And then instead of just kind of slapping him, uh, she says, uh, was I meant to be a substitute? Uh, so there's a, there's a shot of Yui's grave on screen. And that is when Ray says, was I meant as a substitute? Um, or am I a substitute is what she says. Am I a substitute? And I think what she means is, am I a substitute for you for Gendo? But I also think as, especially as we start to unravel the next few episodes, that you can make that reading being, am I a substitute for you for Gendo? Am I a substitute for you for your mother? Am I a substitute for, uh, for Gendo for Yui? Uh, What, what, what substitution am I being fucking plugged into here? Which entry plug am I being plugged into (laughs) and being asked to be that role? Because that is what's happening with Ray. Um, uh, Shinji reinterprets it as as uh, uh, a substitution for him because she says that he was he says that he was left behind because father had Ayaname, At which point Ray says that it's your fault for running away, uh, and Shinji asks her to shut up, um, and then insists I was actually coming here to tell Dad off anyway. I was finally coming here to tell Dad, like to begin with. The only reason I said yes to this the whole fucking trip was so I could come tell my dad I hated him. Um, and at which point he, he flashes back to that arrival, to seeing Unit 1, to looking up at Gendo, and tells us and himself that he was lying that day. That when he said that uh, he didn't know, he, he doesn't even know anything about Ava's, he doesn't even, he never even heard of this thing before, how could he pilot it? That in fact that's a lie, because he saw it on that day, on the day he ran away from both of his parents, and we get some black and white shots of Shinji In Nerve HQ with Fiyutsuki, Gendo, and at the time I thought this was Yui, but it might, in retrospect, it might be Nako. It might be, it might be Ritsuko's mom. But I haven't gone back to look at those shots since.
1: Are
5: are we Um, supposed to believe that a
2: four-year-old
1: ran away? Yeah,
2: yeah, I think so. (laughs) I think so. And And then Gendo let him. And then Gendo. Well, that's a thing. What Gendo probably did was be like, "Go get him. Go Go give him to somebody else."
1: Yeah. True. Yeah.
2: What were you gonna say, Kato?
3: No, that, that, was, that was it, yeah.
2: Mm. Um, commercial break, and we come back, and it is the 30th day, which is a great, great jump. I'm just like, yeah, and then, <laughs> and then they worked on this for 30 days. Um, Misato is looking at unit one. The armor slash restraints have been reapplied. The entry plug is like half removed and in some sort of contraption. Um, Maya, one of the technicians the operations technicians congrats Ritzko and coming up with a salvage plan so quickly but Ritzko says uh, well it's kind of based on data from something that happened a decade ago I only know about it secondhand but uh, I heard it didn't work
0: the I wrote the line because yes. I wrote LOL next to it was I believe that it failed it was like such ah. a <laughs> science a, a, a just really <laughs> in her character of just like flat like, well, uh, I believe it failed.
2: It's like okay, yeah.
0: cool, okay, <laughs> great, great. Well, no
2: big deal. I love her. Shinji is inside. Uh, he is floating from image to image. He sees a warm sun in the sky that makes him wonder if this is what the warmth of people feels like. Then he is in the elevator with Ray, and she asks him what loneliness and happiness means. He gives the same. He says like. I didn't know what they were, but I get it now to both of them. <laughs> um uh she asked him why people are kind to him. And again, this is not Ray. This is something inside of Shinji or something inside of the Ava. This is not actually Rey. As far as we what know, if it's projecting, a soul. could be a soul. Could be a soul, you could know. Be a soul. That's true. This is true. And also, if it's Yui, then in that sense, is it re- – that's the only reason right. <laughs> uh, why uh, – the only reason – right, exactly. She asks him why people are kind. He says it's because he pilots an Ava. That's the only reason why. Uh, we get back to that, like, white stripe slash ribbon thing that, like, where it talks that Rob pointed out last episode. Um, and then he – Goes through a really bad spiral again and talks about how because the only people the only time people praise him is when he fights He needs to fight the angels. He needs to fight all the angels. He needs to keep winning He needs to quote win all the fights which Shinji's a gamer guys. That's what I've learned <laughs> True Gotta gamer. win all
0: the fights gotta get all you know Well, he's got to get that achievement where you you know, you kill all the
2: angels all the Soul angels Chivo yeah Chivo, Chivo unlocked. Um, God, just watching this show that has the Xbox 360 achievement pop ups uh, <laughs> up here as each angel dies would be terrible. Um, but great. No, this, this is a Sega Genesis show, thank you. Okay, you're right. You're right. Oh, I thought it was a Saturn. I think it's a Saturn. It's disc based. We'll get it there. It is a Saturn. Oh, it's, I, didn't, I didn't look that part too closely. It's okay, a, I'm, I'm right, 90% sure of That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, uh, he then remembers each time. That everyone complimented him, that's tied to him being a pilot. It is super sad. Um, he says, Please, someone, someone, please be kind to me. I fought so much. I've been at this so long. Someone, please take care of me. Please, I need you to be kind. And there is like, it is so easy to think back to, you know, teenagers and college students watching this in the 90s and uh, the early 2000s in the States or in the West and understand. Why this is grating, why people at the time were like, man, fuck off, Shinji, like, step up, be a man, da-da-da-da-da, all that shit, be- because it is it is hard to hear someone be in this state, and there's a degree to which I compare it to something like being in a classroom and, like, laughing at a sex scene on screen, because that is your, your kind of, like um, anxious response to needing to confront something that is kind of deeply honest, which is that we are all like hope to find love and care and affection. And that this is a portrait of someone who has found none of it or who has, who has only found it in compromised conditions. Um, and so like I get why that response was that response. Now with some remove, it is really hard to watch him feel so deeply lonely I think it's also
0: that, like, Shinji can come across as very one-note as a character. Um, I don't know how much of that is due—you know, I'm watching this dub. I didn't watch—you know, I only watched two episodes of the original dub. But, like, if I think back, you know, we're doing this episode-by-episode dissection and thinking more, like, critically about it and, like, reading through the characters. It's not hard, though, to, like, step back and and if you ask, like, when I think about Shinji, and it's just like, (laughs) yeah— he whines a lot. Like, yeah, that's yep. That's mostly what I think about with Shinji. And obviously, that's like reductive and like not right. a great assessment of his emotional state. But like, d- d- there is. I can also see that reading for a lot of like young people just being like, "Wow, Shinji just like complains a lot." <laughs> like, oh, especially
2: yeah. a lot of young people watching the show without right. one. Like, with in the context of other like heroic shonen shows and shojo shows where there are about characters. Coming into their own, you know, uh, uh, you know, going episode by episode, facing some sort of internal struggle that they get over, learn a lesson and move on with their lives. Um, And then over the course of seasons, make learn bigger lessons and make, you know, make positive change. Ava sits with Shinji and he is stuck in this like so bad. He does not crawl out of it through any of the episodes we've seen, except briefly to become an egotistical bastard a couple of episodes ago. And so it is not if – you're, if you're young and watching anime, I do think that this feels subversive, especially if what you've seen so far was the anime available to you in the West. Again, I think with a broader palette of, of context to understand, if you've seen – even stuff like the original Mobile Suit Gundam, which has huge arcs of the main character whining and not whining to get in the robot. The original, I don't want to get in the robot boy. You end up understanding <laughs> this inside of a, a broader palette. Um, like, that is, that is something that's thats been there. But if all you've seen is, like, the stuff that's out in, in America at the time, you it's like, all right, bro, like, come on, get in the fucking robot do your job. Be a hero. Um, and the show is not interested in that so much. There's right
1: also like watching this as a 35-year-old. And I, I realized I had a slightly different reaction to Asuka before I knew more about her. But obviously I had complicated feelings about her. But there's also like mm-hmm. I, I'm not a teenager. I'm not super young. I'm watching this more from like a parental perspective or, or from that age group. And I just sure. feel so bad for this kid. Like <clears throat> this kid was not made to yeah, be yeah, – yeah in a war machine. He's obviously depressed. He obviously needs some sort of actual guidance in his life. Like there's just the completely on its face, like this poor fucking kid, like poor, I feel bad yeah. for Shinji. Like he, he does whine, but it's like, Oh, that's coming from a real place. <laughs> this kid isn't spoiled. Oh, yeah. He is just destroyed. And I feel bad. But for he's him.
2: traumatized badly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Traumatized without any sort of strong support structure. Right. Um, he, in response to his needs to be cared for, he screams, and then he is transported to a beach, and then to a weird white space as images of a, like, nude but featureless nude, you know? There's curves, but there are not body features, uh, of Misato, and then Asuka, and then Rey all proposition him, asking each of them word for word, Do you want to be one with me? Be one with me in body and soul. It's something that feels really good. Uh, which that last yeah. line uh-huh. <laughs> yep. uh-huh.
1: I, can I ask uh, a brief question off- of mm-hmm. the anime people please. I saw this yeah. I've seen this episode like three times now because I was trying to fucking understand it was this one of those examples of like I, I have heard things about like in Japanese culture like nipples are like airbrushed away or not drawn fully as a sort of, not censorship, but as a sort of like, oh, you can't show nipples. Like, you can show basically the entire womanly form, no, I think but not is... nipples. Okay, never mind. No, because
2: <laughs> nipples show up later in this set in this set of episodes. You see the, in a, in a later episode, for people right. who haven't watched this, I'm going to avoid spoilers until we get there. But you okay. see nipples later on in this set of episodes. Um, uh, I think this I is guess? weird psychic okay. space. You absolutely do in the LCL fluid the bodies have nipples.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. I may have missed that and I totally. Pr- all good. I yeah. promise.
4: Yes. All right. There's nips. I got so you. So my all read right. on that. So my read on that is it's to, to a degree there are three women who have variously been shown as objects of desire in mm-hmm. the show and objects of desire to Shinji. But also there is a broader question here of what are they actually asking about? The question is loaded with like sexual implication, but also there is a like deeper sense of submission of loss of identity and self and erasure yeah. of that. And so there's a degree of self-annihilation that's implied there. And I think in the way they are presented, the other thing we're supposed to get across here is that there is a lack of physicality to these characters. There is yes. a sort of... Inhumanity to them, and immortality. Even uh, they are in the ways that uh, you know, church artists would imagine angels as having like heroic human forms, but couldn't imagine any like uh, se- like sex organs. Right. Uh, no, there's nothing that-
2: carnal about them. Right? right. Like, and and in fact, this set of episodes begins a string of of descent. I think into which. It wants to separate this sort of pure sexual desire that that blends with the desire for the self to be eradicated uh, in in conjunction with someone else from carnal human desire, which it increasingly uses to vilify specifically women in the next set of episodes. Mm -hmm. That their desire for sex, for actual sex, not floating in the ether space, in the (laughs) LCL fluid, in the primordial soup, featureless... Yes, I want. I want to be one with you, but I don't want to fuck you. I want to be one with you. That that divide becomes very clear uh, in, in a way that, whether or not it's the intention of Ano or the rest of the show's team, that is what comes across in the way that Misato, Ritsuko, and Ritsuko's mother end up being depicted. And I yeah. think that begins here. I also think Rob, you're hitting on something super important about mm-hmm. this being about a metaphorical and metaphysical eradication of the self. This is like this is like the test chamber or the introduction of that specific version of that idea which we will return to in the final two episodes and in end of ava so like sit with that keep those ideas in mind this is this is like the what what are the three steps of the of the magic trick the what like the promise the prestige and the whatever whatever the first one is this is that this is like the (laughs) setting of the stakes this is saying here's the situation at hand what if what if we could all become one person. What if the three of four of us could all just be a person and we don't mm. have to worry about where you end and where I begin? Very important. Sit with that. Stick with that.
5: I don't um, know.
0: I'm going to just put that out of my mind, actually. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want to? You don't know,
2: want the four of us, the five of us don't want to? Okay, do a mind?
0: No. Uh, no. Lead? So okay. This, this, you
1: this discord mind calls melt.
2: fine. We're good.
1: My thoughts
2: to your <laughs> thoughts. Just dissolve uh-huh. that ego boundary. <laughs> Just to dissolve the ego boundary. That's <laughs> um, that's an HR issue, honestly. <laughs> God, you know what Nerve also needs? It needs it needs at least someone in HR, at least one person. <laughs> yes. I want a paper trail. Wait, I don't know if there is HR. Help. I bet there. <laughs> Who? Oh, they I guess specifically that's the...
3: mention HR in a later episode.
2: Oh, I was gonna say it's the whatever institute, the Marduk Institute. The Marduk Institute. mostly right. The non-existent yeah. <laughs> Marduk Institute. Um, anyway, outside of the Ava, the salvage job kicks off. Misato has a scowl on her face as the process begins. And then she says Shinji's name. And then we get shots of Shinji waking up in what looks like the blue hospital room bed over and over. Uh, and hearing everyone say his names. Uh, and their names Their names are written on screen uh, in flashes. And then their voices get distorted and chipmunky. And then you unit- know... Unit you know, one rejects the operation. There is a ton of technical jargon again. Witsuko um, says that they failed uh, and then orders them to abort the procedure. Witsuko um, says aloud, what is this? Why? Don't you want to come back, Shinji? Um, and Shinji seems to respond, saying, I don't know. I don't know. I. I. And then... Shots of Rey, Asuka, Misato, and Yui's blacked out face, his mother's blacked out face, all asking, what do you wish for? Um, The pressure in the plug rises, things continue to go wrong... And finally the plug opens, spilling LCL fluid everywhere, all over the ground, emptying out uh, the the empty plug suit that was in there, which we skipped. But there was a plug suit in there, but that wasn't really his plug suit. Because if you remember from the last episode, he went in there in school clothes. He wasn't wearing the plug suit, but his ego ideal of himself is him wearing his plug suit. So it, create, it created the matter of the plug suit there because he's envisioning that's what he is. But his self has been eradicated, so it falls on the ground. Definitely and no then, continuity error.
1: Yeah, definitely
2: not. There's a hard cut. There's a hard cut to the hospital. Shinji staring at the ceiling, asking, where am I? Then he's back in the orange train where that younger voice says, you're inside the Ava. There are more flashbacks with more uh, interspersed new conversations. Um, He remembers Misato asking him to pilot the Ava and then reminding him that he did already pilot an Ava. Um, she kind of echoes Kaji. The, I mean, again, the she, the Misato in his brain says this, or in his mind, or in his soul. I think in his mind, uh, says that you need to decide what you want to do in the future, um, which is like word for word basically what Kaji, the advice Kaji gave him in the in the melon farm a few episodes ago. Um, meanwhile, outside the Ava, Misato has clung on to Shinji's empty plug suit and sobbing, saying, "What is science? What's the point of science if it can't save one person? Give me back Shinji. Give him back." Um, and in the hospital, Shinji remembers a smell. He remembers, uh, the time that Misato pulled him from the plug suit weeks ago, and then he places the smell. It is not Misato. It is not Rei. It is the smell of his mother. And he remembers a conversation between Yui and Gendo, or he sees a conversation. He hears a conversation between Yui and Gendo as Shinji is nursing. And this moment, Gendo is distraught over the idea that Shinji needs to grow up in the hell of post-second impact life. Uh, and Yui insists that as long as you have the will to live, you can turn anywhere into a paradise because opportunities are, are, for happiness are everywhere for those who still live. Then he somehow again remembers, question mark, his father saying to Yui that if, if her child is a boy, uh, he'll be named Shinji. And if, if, it, if it's going to be a girl, her name will be Rei. A conversation Shinji could not possibly remember. So that memory has to be coming from somewhere else. Or be a complete hmm. projection in fantasy. But who could say? Then he floats through <laughs> the blue star stuff. Uh, light from the intro. Or like the sea light light stuff. He says mother. And then the blue starts to pulse between red and blue. Uh, and then red and blue again. And then we see Misato crying. And then there is the sound of what I've written down here as wet, meaty flop. Uh, yep. Off screen. Yep. And then over to the side, Shinji is on the floor naked. <sighs> Born the 33rd again. day. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, we get Ritsuko and Misato driving through a tunnel. Ritsuko says that unit one will be operational the day after tomorrow. Misato says that humans are just creatures that use the powers of gods as, as uh, weapons. Ritsuko is like, maybe. Anyway, the council's probably on <laughs> <ground> unit one. <laughs> uh, See, I that's mean,
0: the kind of hand-waving I can get behind, which uh, is like, <laughs> you know... Sure. But, but Let's go get drunk.
2: Yeah. Oh, and that's what she does. Because, she because says, if I
0: think about this for too long, you're right.
2: Yes. Misato is like, you know, the important thing isn't even these Ava mysteries. It's that Shinji is safe and sound. Um, and goes like, that Ava was you. Ava mysteries. Ava mysteries, our new podcast. Uh <laughs> Ritsuko says that it was Misato who made that happen, and then offers to get a drink with her. And Misado was like, "I'm good, actually. I have plans." She's gonna get uh, me laid. Ritsuko gets out the car, and she's like, ugh, running off to her secret lover. Now that Shinji is safe, not like I'm one to talk. Women, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we get Ka- we get Kaji instantly phil- philosoph- uh, philosophizing about the value of wallowing in carnal desire, uh, and then um, some some. Very awkward pillow talk, as Musato says, that Kaji's never been interested in other people, but he's always lonely um, and immediately compares him to her father in that way. Someone who is, you know, disinterested in humanity writ large, not a good person, not involved in the lives of other people, but also cursed with this loneliness, uh, this feeling of loneliness despite that. Um, and then there's like some brief additional pillow talk here as she squeezes his hand during the father comparison uh, and asks him about the human instrumentality project, the best possible post sex post-coitus conversation, <laughs> number, best topic. What's up with the human instrumentality project? Why do we keep Adam underground when it could destroy us all? Um, Kaji is like, are you just sleeping with me for this info? And she goes like, yeah, that's part of it, which
5: mm-hmm. good, <laughs> honest
2: answer. Misato uh he says in the dub that he is honored to be taken advantage of in this way but that he can't talk about it um and then she asks what Nerv and gendo are really after he says he wants to know too uh and then they get back to it there is a long shot of some beer a lighter and cigarettes on like the windowsill uh, as they begin to fool around um, and then, in the middle of fooling around, she's, she says, laughing, like, hey, what are you trying to jam into me? This isn't the best <laughs> time. What <Yep>. is it? weird. <laughs> yep. uh, and then the thing that he was trying to place was, is a pill, which okay. she then places on the dresser, and he says, a present, the first in eight years, and it may be the last one. <laughs> which, dog, you could have just been like, yo, let me just slide you this. You don't, yeah, this is not. The, yeah, just like, you know. <laughs> What, what Kaji sucks. Uh, 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 the the the, <laughs> the the implication being that this is some sort of pill containing information, cont- containing like the answer to the right, exactly cont- containing the answers to the questions she is asking out loud that he cannot answer out loud because presumably they are all under close observation. Look, that's um, just good
4: spycraft. There is, is it, no is other it, way to clandestinely <laughs> slip someone information. Um, you just. This is. Look. <laughs> I, like I, I. am sure James Bond has done something like this at one yeah. point. Um. And Kaji is just acting in a long proud tradition of misogynist <laughs> super spies. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh-huh.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, that gotcha. part's right. That part yep. is true. That last <laughs> part is totally right. Absolutely. Um. And that is the end of that episode. Uh, I'm gonna keep moving because I hated if we that don't. Episode. We'll, yeah, I think that this set of episodes is begins really slow
4: and like. Oh, again, I, say, no, I, I think I think this, this I think the set is tremendous. I think that episode mm-hmm. specifically sucks, um, and I think for me the issue with it was that for one thing, this show has, I think at this point, it has developed a problem where it keeps repeating beats with Shinji specifically. Mm -hmm. and then promising that there's going to be an evolution of that character or a change in his uh, relationships and sort of the issues he's dealing with. There's all these implications that, ah, he's starting to connect with people. He is starting to, like, his relationship is starting to change. And what I want to make clear here is that I'm aware of how depression works and it doesn't follow plot arcs. At the same time, this is a fucking TV show and I need this character to start like literally we have seen some of these beats repeat. And in this specific context, it also feels I think this episode is worse in the context in which it appears where we just went through a couple really kind of searing episodes and it basically discards that. Oh, he, uh, you know, accidentally like mangled his friend and this entire thing is being set up to basically, uh, take advantage of kids and grind them into powder, uh, for, uh, for, for Nerve. And here we go back to, yep, it's his familiar themes of alienation and sort of deep seated, uh, mommy and daddy issues and, and that's kind of a rough place to go after episode 19 mm-hmm. and for an episode 20 in this series where we've seen Shinji develop maybe a little more growth than that, right? Like, grow, like develop a little more self-awareness. And I think it ends up kind of flattening some of the texture of his depression and what his issues actually are in favor of some really broad and generic Freudian imagery and metaphor, that I don't think does justice to the show to date or this character's, like, arc over the series. Yeah, this is a character,
0: like, just finally, like, came up to his father, like, showed him up. We all cheered. It was like, oh, like, we're seeing this character advance in a direction. And then this episode seems like, yeah, but what's more interesting is all that stuff that was happening before that and, like, (laughs) not giving us a sense of, like... It's not like it sits with Shinji to be like, boy, what was it like to be in that Ava when all that shit went down. Right, you like, felt that shit. Right, like, it would be it would be understandable if we were given a moment, a beat, to be like, this actually set him back. Like, he thought yes, that he had, that is what uh, I would had hit this moment and that he uh, uh, had achieved, you know, uh, some, um, some some self-satisfaction, some emotional growth that will move him along whatever journey he's trying to achieve. And the show is not, it doesn't give us that moment. It just skips right to, well, of course that happened because it's Shinji, which I think is then, then gets us back to why do people look at a character like Shinji and go, "Boy, just what a what a whiny little boy that can't get his shit together." It's cuz actually the show like repeatedly like fails to I- acknowledge or like provide the the links between those moments and then it can be easy to just sort of like roll your eye at some of the character and his actions, and I think this episode is, like, very indicative of that, as Rob points out, for this late in the the arc. So
2: this ends up being my biggest beef with this whole final end up, like, the final from here forward with Ava is, instead of engaging with the particular traumas that the characters have gone through, which have been rendered on the screen, what is subbed in is sort of a universalized system that requires you to buy into an essentialist reading of selfhood and often of gender and often of just like what it means to be a human. Um, Shinji's particular traumas of the last few episodes should be incredible raw material to do a set of episodes about his decline back into the depths of his depression. It, you know, he feels he, some, somewhere where he is like at once, at conflict between what he and Ava Unit 1 have successfully done in contrast with The sort of image of him as someone who has to be contained and calm and quiet. There's all sorts of stuff that you can dig into that's great raw material. And I think the same thing ends up happening with uh, Ritsuko's arc and to some degree with Misato's arc, which is both Mm -hmm. of which are still kind of, you know, being played out in front of us at this point. Um, Because in place of the sort of like specific histories that they have, what ends up happening is they end up treating – their particular histories as if they are analogous with, ah, yes, this is the woman's journey. (laughs) Of course, the woman ends up falling in love with the abuser, and that is something intrinsic to women more than it is a, this is a cycle that repeats again and again, not as a historical cycle that repeats because of material conditions, but because there is this like deep impulse, this, this something deep in you that leads you back into these terrible places. And that is tragic. And it might even be where Anno was thinking about himself in the world. Like we know that this is the moment that these episodes are penned when Anno is getting the deepest into Freudian and Jungian uh, psychoanalysis, all of which do do a great deal of universalization that do look for universal patterns that do look for repeated cycles and i think that comes across and we do lose that like careful character stuff that got us through that last set of episodes i still think there's some good material here but most and mostly what i think is that the show begins to, it's what I said at the top of the episode, write checks that it can't cash or that I don't know that it cashes. And that those checks end up to me being less about psychoanalysis and more about cruelty. It brings all of the characters into such dark places in the next few episodes and I am down with that. I love tragedy. I love just like terrible situations and people pushed to them pushed through them, but there has to be some sort of a, a relief for me, the viewer, or or a takeaway that brings me to something new. Maybe that is a turnaround, maybe that is a breakthrough for the characters, or maybe it's a lesson that I can apply to my own life of, of uh, uh, something about what a, the fact that there is no uh, kind of uh, automatic escape valve for depression, something, some vision that can relate to my understanding of the world around me that is new and novel or, you know, insightful in a, in a new or novel way that is something. And that just doesn't show up here. That just doesn't – I don't get that from this set of episodes. Um, and, and, you know, we still have End of Ava left. We still have episodes 25 and 26 left. Maybe on revisiting them, I will feel like those checks got cashed. I remember not feeling that way. So we will see.
1: Yeah. S- speaking to that specifically or, or I guess generally – I feel like the thing the show does best thus far is tonally understanding depression. And the thing that it does worst is mm-hmm. mm-hmm. reducing women to mothers or not mothers in like the broadest yes, kind of gross sense. And so we see so much of both of those things, I think, in this set of episodes, which has made it so both wonderful and interesting in some ways and really <laughs> frustrating and like ah! <laughs> in other ways. Yeah.
4: I, see I think for me the rest of this series of episodes works better for a couple reasons uh, one is that I'm a dude who sees things through a pretty thick lens of privilege probably and am not as like I am not as frustrated by these tropes as maybe I ought to be but I also think with Shinji specifically we've spent so much time with him we have a really good map of his life and how that relates to his psychology and uh, his, his emotions with these next few episodes, because a lot of these uh, characters have been really kind of caricatures that nothing has really been projected onto this more, this, this direction into like really heavy handed uh, metaphor begins to work a little bit better for me. I think maybe a little bit more with Risiko than Asuka. Yeah. Uh, but, well, with Asuka, I think What's... there's some stuff about, like, overachievement and uh, totally, know, like, trying to, like, like defining yourself by how people treat you. And defining yourself by praise. Uh, with, with Risiko, there's a more, and this is the, with Risiko's arc i get more of a um this is where the utena vibe begins to get really strong again the sort of misogyny that a lot of these characters are just swimming around in and the like damage that does um but i think in the problem is as a series utena is completely self aware about that it is it is the text of the show here it's Oh, this has been a really misogynistic show at times, but hey, what if men treat women badly? Because women are sexual objects, of course. Of course and, that's, and that's where the show ends up, and that's where yes. it gets really fucking frustrating. But at least the next series of episodes worked better for me in that because they were starting from a like a slightly blanker slate than with Shinji, where literally, this episode is basically, uh, does anyone remember Toji? Am I the only one sitting here, like remembering? <laughs> he's that.
2: in a hospital. Don't even worry about it. It's, it's like fine. two episodes
4: later, somebody's just like, "Oh Dude. yeah, he's 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 fucking gone." Uh-huh. And I'm like, "That seemed important."
1: Yeah,
0: that yeah. seemed like it should be I more agree. important. I agree. Yeah. So. We spent what three episodes not telling uh, Shinji about him, and then like whoosh. last thing,
4: the thing that breaks Shinji's mind is he sees Toji being hauled out of the plug. Mm-hmm. And then thirty seconds later, he's just like four hundred percent synchronization. I'm goo now, and while I'm goo, <laughs> that to- Toji Toji who I need right. mother. Where is I mother? Need mom. Yeah. Where is mom? Mom. Yeah.
2: Right. Which which uh, again is so frustrating because this uh, at the end of this series of episodes that we watch does focus in on like homosocial relationships specifically. Right. I, in fact, I think I think homosexual relationships in that episode will get there. We've just go through these episodes. We're having
3: when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all.
2: Episode 21, the birth of Nerf, Uh, or he was aware that he was still a child. Um, We get uh, a rare cold open, yeah, which begins on this kind of poor quality, uh, like, it's not a VHS recording, it it, it reads to me almost like a spy camera of some sort because of its placement. It is not a well-placed recording Mm. instrument. Some of them, we cut to other shots that are fine, but this is like a weird camera pointed at an office space from, like... Chest height or something, not like a not like a camera from a corner looking down. Anyway, it's bad quality. It's Antarctica. There are scientists talking about a bunch of shit, including Doctor Katsuragi's super solenoid or S two theory, which is about. How, quote unquote, that giant is being powered. Um, Then new voices come over the footage and they are shit talking scientists saying, quote, (laughs) "Discovery discovery grants them elation and understanding paints the way to hegemony. They seek self gratification. Nothing more. And on cue, the operation goes very bad. And we hear that the DNA that went into Adam underwent fusion. And then there is a bright explosion. And then people shout about surface illumination and the spear being removed and how they need to limit the damage. And also something about the gate of Guff. And then we see it in the distance <laughs> right. for a half second a gigantic, uh, a giant with bright white skin. Um, that just kind of passes by for a split second. And then we get this great video effect, uh, again, this kind of very physical video effect, as the as the camera breaks, the video cuts down, and we transition to a stark blue United Nations top secret-like uh, screen, marking that footage as, like, evidence that should only be seen by top secret eyes, top secret clearance. Rob?
4: So... My feeling watching the footage is not that it's surveillance footage. It is surviving footage from this is a scientific expedition where everything is documented. Sure. And what I like about it is so the, the way the hey, I recently fixed my five one sa- sound system and like I'm hearing everything super clearly now. It's great. Mm-hmm. The scientists talking around the center channel where the microphone is pointed it is meant to be picking up and documenting documenting their conversation as they run this experiment. Off to the right, you hear other people, probably technicians. Uh, It's a group of women's voices. Uh, They're not translated, so there's like I'd be curious to see what the full transcript of all the crosstalk is, because the subs move from the scientists to the two voices behind the camera, and my suspicion is those are two like technicians who who like who are brought along basically to just document this. They're kind of the working class Joes on mm-hmm. this expedition, but they are also the people. you know, people forget they're there. They're just the two average people on this expedition's going to accidentally end the world. Honestly give and, me a whole show about them, please. Yep. Yeah. And so they're sitting there being like, these guys seem like assholes, right? And that's <laughs> that's the conversation they have, right? Like this the like these are these scientists are actually full of biases. They are not they are not in this for like the joy of pure discovery. This is an ego trip. And what is motivating these scientists is not actual science. It is about advantage and domination. Yes. And I think that is a really interesting, the three voices, there's only one in this recording that was, that we were meant to hear and that they're the two people who supposedly matter in this, which are the scientists. And then there are just people doing their jobs. And then there are the two people commenting on this as kind of the chorus who are just, worker bees who Mm -hmm. were brought along and not really given any agency in this which i think is a really cool sequence i think this this is my favorite episode of the of uh, of this arc uh give me this sort of investigative backstory and like the whole thing is presented in kind of an investigative uh way through the lens of fuyutsuki
2: yeah, yeah. I actually really like the structure of this episode a lot because what we what we get is an interweaving of different perspectives and memories focusing you know, on, on Fuyutsuki, who ends up being a really rad character throughout yeah. this episode. Um, we, we go from that top-secret screen to Kaji trying to call Misato and leave her a message as he thinks about having one last job to do. He's kind of like out in a field on a payphone, I believe. Um, uh, and then we instantly are told that Misato, or Misato is told rather that Fuyutsuki has been abducted the, the deputy director has been abducted security saying that kaji manipulated them uh and that that is why they've come to her because they doubt her loyalty she's like yeah yeah that yeah that adds up i get it yeah sure yeah. <laughs> here's, here's my gun here's my badge just yeah haul me off okay uh given our history um Fiyutsuki has been hauled off and he finds himself speaking to seals sorry to uh sele's uh, Chairman Keel, who is represented by this big black obelisk uh screen type thing that says Sale 01 on it. Uh other obelisks sound appear with only. different numbers. Sound, sound only, only right yeah no video. Which I love because the idea that like those big obelisks could have people show up right. just uh, on the screen and they're like, no, sound only. My hair looks bad today. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am in my underwear. I would prefer if you didn't see me in this very weird uh, aspect ratio, very tall aspect ratio.
5: Yeah.
2: Um uh they begin to ask him questions. He's like, Well, I expected the council, not Sele, drawing a distinction between the weird color council that shows up sometimes and right. this different Sale obelisk council room. They tell him that they have no intention to create a new god, which is a weird thing to just say. Just as a non-sequitur. <laughs> Be like, oh, I expected the council. We have no intention to create a new god. All right. Oh, yeah. That's-
1: <laughs> right in cool. it. Right in it.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they call, it, one of them says, you know, blah, 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 Professor Fuyutsuki. And he's like, ah, Professor Fuyutsuki. Reminds me of the autumn of 1999. <laughs> know, immediately begins to reminisce um, to, to uh, when he was a professor before Second Impact. Um, there's a shot of him walking across the campus as some students, see, I think like grad students come up to him and are like, hey, you should come out with beers with us and this other professor who said you should come out with beers with us all as a group. And he's (laughs) like, beers, didn't you just have beers? All right, I will get some beers with you. Very like... (laughs) Stoic but cool. I I wish I I wish Fugitsuki was I my professor. Him. <laughs> um, he's great in this in this episode. Uh, he's great in this episode, and then eventually ends up compromised morally and stuck in a system that he seemed at once to be the only person who who could uh, constrain or limit. Oh well. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, he's really he's really you know he wants to take small steps towards better change, and if that means working inside the system, <laughs> that's what it means. <laughs> you know. The reformist. Austin, is this? Um, Is this? Yeah. We
1: we, we needed to have a chat?
2: I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. I'm (laughs) saying he's a... I'm just saying he's a centrist. Um, (laughs) The... (laughs) He ends up going out for beers, and this other professor is like, "I got this great student, bioengineering, great report, and I'm gonna put you two in touch. Expect expect to be put in touch." And it's a great it's a great fake out because I think you, the viewer, are supposed to imagine that he's about to meet with Gendo for the first time, and in fact, he's meeting with the very brilliant Yui Akari about her paper uh, and her future. She tells him that she doesn't know if she wants to go to the private sector or the academic lab work, and then surprises him by presenting a third option: starting a family. Uh, what in the new dub is called the domestic life. Mm. And he seems surprised that she would even consider that. Uh Sale continues also to do into this interi-
1: it. Like, his face yeah. is like a little shocked, but he's also huh. like, Yeah. Hey. The
0: response I got from that Yay. was like, he's like interesting. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah. Okay, mm. I see. Hmm. Okay. Um, Zele continues to do this interrogation/slash lecture with Fujitsuki, explaining to him that Unit 1 has, quote, obtained ab- attained absolute existence by consuming the S2 drive, and that it is, of course, useless to them because they have no interest in a manifested god, which is a thing I like <laughs> conceptually, this idea that like they want they want a, a non-manifested god. What they are interested in is the potentiality of God making and but not a god that exists and is manifested and physical and capable already. Um, uh, they ask if Gendo can be trusted, and Fuyutsuki goes, hmm, trusted. I remember, autumn of 1999. <laughs> and we get another flashback uh, to being called in his office and being asked to go pick someone up from custody, someone named Gendo Rokubungi Akari. Um, and when we see him, we see a young Gendo. Here's what I'm just gonna read my notes. When we see him, he is bruised and beaten with bandages on his right arm. Also, oh my God, I hate to look at him. He looks so bad. He looks like an aged up Shinji who posts on 8chan. So.
1: (laughs) We also see his hands for the first time. We see his hands.
2: That's, yeah, yeah, we do see his hands. What do you want to say about his hands?
1: I just said it'll be important Yeah, that's all.
2: I didn't notice until later.
1: this scene that, like, oh, he's always wearing gloves.
2: He always right. wears gloves. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. He always wears like, his
4: gloves. The we also, as this episode unfolds, it becomes clearer why he always wears those glasses. Like, without those glasses, he has he has ravenous eyes. Oh, is yeah. That's the way I put it. Um, yeah. Mm. Like, there is no, he has an inability to mask anything without his glasses. Yep. With his glasses, he can affect this professorial air. But without them, he has this, like, really consuming intensity and, like, naked self regard and self interest. Mm-hmm. And it's something he hasn't learned. Like, at this stage, it is not something he has learned how to control yet and how to conceal uh but and, and cuz we know this guy's already rotten uh but it's interesting that it's been obvious for a long time but the entire right. Gendo Ikari per- persona is this thing he's constructed to conceal the thing that just like oozes from every pore of him
2: his eye sockets are so big the top of his like Forehead kind of extends outwards in an alien-like manner. I've written down here below uh, that later when he shows up, he looks even worse. And I've written, "Oh my god, get this man a new skull." But I'm actually <laughs> glad he has the skull he has. I'm happy to be able to just see. Ah, mm, that's a motherfucking scumbag over there. I don't like <laughs> you. Not that you can judge scumbagness by skull shape, but you I was about can to say, by the willingness. Like by is the real. W- and, by the willingness uh, to lean to lean in, if. What Gendo should have learned is I need a new hairstyle. I need to be able to. I mean, Fuyutsuki basically says it, uh, which is that like, um, I guess I'm jumping ahead a little bit. He's like, I find him interesting, but I can't
4: I can't like him. uh, I just have to point out. Look at these readings I took on my calipers.
1: (laughs) I just have to point out he's the only person on Earth who looks worse without the chin strap. Than with the chin strap.
4: Oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. The chin strap does wonders for his frame, for his facial shape, 100%. It brings balance to the force. Um, Gendo tells Fiyutsuki he tried to talk his way out of the fight. You know, it's not very, it's not very, you know, academic to be getting into fist fights in in, in, drunken brawl fights. Uh, uh, And Fiyutsuki is like, yeah, Okay. I, that's not at all what I'm here to talk to you about. Uh, and Gendo says, "I'm not very good at winning people affection. Uh, I'm more used to having disdain directed at me." This truly is Shinji's father. Um, uh, Fuyutsuki, uh, here's another weird translation thing. Writes Gendo off as being quote uh, in the new dub the disagreeable type, but the but the dub that's presented at the bottom, the the, the sorry the subtitles at the bottom, they just he says that he's thoroughly unpleasant. which is is very good um it was autumn 1999 fiyutsuki says back when the country still had seasons uh and yui tells fiyutsuki that she and gendo were dating which is shocking for him as they walk through the, the the park together um this is the moment where he tells tells yui to her face i find your boyfriend interesting but i cannot bring myself to like him uh, and then he tells uh, Sele, this, this council that he's talking to, that he and his colleagues all thought that Gendo was just dating Yui because of her talents and her connections, specifically, he would learn later, to Sele. Um, we then get Fuyutsuki briefly describing... We get, like, the clock ticks, right? Counter goes from 99 to 2000, from 2000 to 2001, from 2001 to 2002. He says 2001, the first year after Second Impact, is hell on earth. It cannot be described in any other terms. And we don't see that year. We don't see the close-up of, like, what people look like, how they respond directly to... Second impact as it happens. But instead, we do see 2002, the ruins of Toyahashi City, this giant battleship or, or aircraft carrier, kind of looming over this little kind of town of houseboats, uh, in, including the one in which Fiyutsuki lives. Um, uh, he's kind of built a life as, a, as an unlicensed doctor. He's not a doctor, but he's a bioengineer, and he probably knows enough to, like, make do in this situation um, when <laughs> someone from the... The UN Security Council shows up to recruit him uh, for a special operation, a provisional research group. Um, that, that guy also asks, like, why aren't you living up in the city that we built on top of this aircraft carrier? And he's like, ah, do you mean we're the, neighbor, the neighboring town where the air is suffocating in engine oil? This episode does so much to endear for Yutsuki to me. I'm just like <laughs> – Rob, I mean this in the best possible way, but you strike me as such a a Fuyutsuki in this scenario. If the world turned to hell, (laughs) I could so easily imagine you living your life out on a weird houseboat somewhere, doing your best for a local community, and and then suddenly bothered by,
4: as an unlicensed (laughs) doctor.
5: (laughs) Exactly.
4: I've seen a few episodes. I mean, I know how cells work, so (laughs) I think I'm up to this challenge. Yeah, no. Great.
2: Oh, a uh, splint. Yeah, okay, yeah. sure. <laughs> Read my thesis. Um, we, he gets recruited. He ends up going to Antarctica. It is the same features that we see Antarctica with in 2015. It kind of retroactively makes all of the scenes of he and he and Gendo uh, a little bit more potent uh, as they go through the kind of weird pink-red sea with all of the, the strange, like, icicle structures or whatever those are poking up across the, the, the seascape. Um, uh, it turns out that Gendo mysteriously dodged death, even though he was part of the, the, the previous Antarctica expedition. He he was home that day. He went home to Japan for that day during the Katsuragi <laughs> incident. Weird. Lucky. Lucky. Good timing, yeah. Gendo. Yeah. Um, we also learn that Gendo has taken Yui's last name, uh, when he corrects for Yutsuki, by handing him a wedding announcement postcard. There's a great exchange here where Futsuki is like, haven't you heard of business cards? And <laughs> Dendo goes, uh, sorry, I am, I am an extreme wife guy. I've replaced all of my business cards with wedding <laughs>
1: invitations. <laughs> and it has an angel on um,
2: it. It has an angel on it. It does have an angel on it. And then he says, Yui insisted I give you this, this wedding announcement postcard. Uh, Yui still still, Gendo says, a big fan of Fuyutsuki's, but sadly she won't be on this expedition because she has a child to care for at home. Um uh and then as they go into the facility, Fuyutsuki begins to grill Gendo on why he is here, uh he being Fuyutsuki. is it because that Gendo wants to distract the UN by including people like Fuyutsuki who were not part of Zele 15 years ago? Uh is this is this just to throw them off the off the trail? Um uh, speaking of, of being grilled, Misato is in the Dark Isolation Chamber, um, and I guess she isn't being grilled here. She isn't being interrogated, but she is thinking through her own memories of the years after Second Impact. In fact, she is in the same facility as Fuyutsuki and Gendo in 2002, being held in a quarantine facility. Uh, we were told that uh, two people are speaking about her, and they say that she uh, has gone two years now without speaking out loud Um Uh, Fuyutsuki and another uh, scientist are talking about the long-lasting effects of psychological trauma and how, in fact, those effects can be greater than even uh, physiological trauma. Um, uh, They need a a different type of care. Um, They also talk about a different type of care, which is the care needed when releasing information about the Katsuragi incident and second impact. Um, Also, did anyone else pause at this moment and look at the text on the report that he had prepared? Cause it's about a 1990 something anime convention. Uh, it's just <laughs> no. it's just placeholder text. It's just it says up top it says like Katsuragi incident, second impact, blah blah, blah UN important words. And if you start scrolling down, it's like this hamster anime released no. in 1993, a hundred percent deadass.
0: Yeah. It's so funny. That was that was the second impact. That was the second yep. impact.
4: Yeah. Uh huh. True. Um, this is the so, second time that it's happened. This too. is what happens when we do not peace bond things. Oh, this is why. Yeah.
2: God. Um, the, uh, Fuyutsuki says that he knows that the UN's announcement about Second Impact were cover for Sele, uh, and for the increasingly, uh, 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 what's the word of the The increasingly present uh, Chairman Kiel, who seems to be the chairman of Sele, um, and that he is determined to find out the truth behind what happens. So in 2003, as part of that, he visits uh, Yui Ikari in Hakone. Uh, in the UN Direct affiliate Artificial Evolution Laboratory, a place we will return to later multiple mm-hmm. times, um, he arrives and just like walks right past her, just like zip, got, not going to spend a second saying a hi, <coughs> saying hi to you, uh, and he goes up to Gendo's office, a regular office at this point, not a no, the Kabbalah has not been written above or below him on the walls or on the walls, um, and he sits across from him. Uh, and he reveals to Gendo uh, that he knows that Sele and Gendo hid the giant 15 years ago. He says, hey, did you know that incident would happen? Is that why you were in Japan at the time? Hey, check this shit out, motherfucker. I have all sorts of info I've collected on what you're up to. Um, here's a, here's a, did you notice that he has a uh, briefcase that has, when he slides the thing, it goes from K. Fuyutsuki to the words, destruct negative, which makes me think that there's another way you could slide the briefcase to where it says destruct positive and it would destroy Hell everything yeah. inside the briefcase wow. which rules. Uh, that's yeah. my read anyway. I did not notice uh, he that. He shows that's Gendo awesome. all of, Yeah, it's a very quick shot. Uh, he presents Gendo with all the evidence and he says, hey, uh, I know what's going on. Also, you're super rich now. What's up with that? Like, I know you got a kid and all, <laughs> but what are you doing with all that money? Uh, and says, I will make it public how your group Sele, and the Dead Sea Scrolls lurked in the shadows of the second impact. I have no intention of forgiving those behind that calamity. Good sentences. Again, words I could imagine Rob saying, just full of righteous mm-hmm. anger. <laughs> Unfortunately, before, he's like, yeah, sure. Gendo is like, all right, yeah, uh, yeah, trust. I, I believe in you. I believe you're going you're gonna to ne- never forgive us. Real quick, can I show you something, though? Uh, and takes him down a funicular below what I believe is the geofront, right? Like, he's basically taking him down to Nerve, what will become Nerve HQ. Um, yeah. uh, and Fiyutsuki's like, what is this? And Gendo says, it's a cavern left behind by someone who wasn't us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Good sentence. It is a massive, spherical, underground cavern, exactly like the one that was in Antarctica. And Fiyutsuki asks Gendo if, like, I, again, exactly, like, Molecule for molecule, the same shape, the same size, everything, the one that was in Antarctica, which we didn't know existed really before. We knew there was a space, but we didn't understand th- that it was this same spherical cavern mm-hmm. <coughs> where where Adam uh, uh, was, where the giant was. Um, uh, Fuyutsuki asks Gendo if he is going to repeat the tragedy, and Gendo says... You'll have to judge that for yourself. Sorry, I can't talk, I can't say a single Gendo line without imagining, like, a 1950s cartoon character pivoting on one leg mischievously throughout this entire episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Am I going to destroy the world? Well, you'll have to well, discover that for yourself, Mr. Fuyutsuki. Uh, just like,
0: oh, you don't have it in your fancy briefcase? <laughs> I thought you had
2: all the answers. <laughs> um, below... He meets uh, Nako Akagi, who is Ritsuko's mother, and another member of the new group that we're hearing about, Gehain, which is spelled G E H I R N, I believe, and is German for brain. for brain. Uh, yeah, for brain. So we got brain, we got soul, we got nerve. Uh, yeah, G E H I R N, and the the pronunciation I've written down here is Gehain. Um, Maybe a little R in there at the end. Gahane, uh, anyway, Gehane. Gehane. Uh, yeah. It is a proto-Nerve organization. It is the group that is studying all the same types of shit that we know Nerve will eventually. Nerve will eventually. Um, and uh, Dr. Akagi Witsuko's mother, <coughs> is in charge of creating biological computers that the group needs. Uh, And specifically, she mentions the Magi, though, eventually, I wonder, I wonder if maybe that was a little bit of a limited look into some of the research she was she was engaging with Um, or or how her research would be used. Uh, Ritsuko is there uh, and she has dark red hair like her mother's, um, like very dark. It's brown hair, but like anime reddish, you know, Um, and she watches behind in the shadows kind of as as maroon. It is almost maroon. Uh, as Nako, Gendo, and Fuyutsuki leave and go to see uh, Unit Zero, um, they tell Fuyutsuki that the giant from Antarctica was Adam, so like we called him Adam, and that this is not Adam. This is a copy of or born of Adam. It's an Ava. It's part of the Adam Reconstruction Project or the Adam Rebirth Project, aka Project E. Uh, it is Ava Unit Zero. Fiyutsuki calls it a prototype of a god. And then Gendo is like, let me offer you a prototype of a job. Come join me. You can help us build this shit. Uh, And we get a commercial break. Would you take this job offer? In this scenario, I interviewed all of you. What if I was like, oh, come with me. Vice actually has a basement. We got on the elevator, and the elevators dropped 500 floors. And then there was a cavern underneath Brooklyn. A huge Jesus cavern. I uh, led you deeper in, and then I revealed to you, like I guess it's video game. So it'd be like, what if it was like Metal Sonic, but a giant Metal Sonic? Uh, <laughs> and you were like, "That's a... Are you building a god? Uh, um, no, it's a it's a prototype of a god. Uh, would you join me in in my my master plans? Yeah. Thank you, Connor. <laughs> for being the, the, honestly, the one.
3: honestly, you want to be on? I mean. Out of pure, <laughs> like, self-preservation, just being like, oh, this is some shit. Uh, I want to be mm-hmm. probably closer to it than further. Like, I don't want to be on the other end of whatever this is going to be.
1: Well, that's the thing. You know he's not going to let you right. live after seeing it unless you work for it. Or something, yeah. right. right? right. <laughs> like, he probably, I mean, I know Fiosuke knows that later on. He, he, like, is very much aware yeah, but, that, like, know, he's going right. to die you're if right. not, right? So he probably knows this uh-huh. at this point, Right. That like mm-hmm. it's it's dire work with
2: me or work on this shit, man, maybe I can help it, maybe I can make it be less bad
1: maybe mm-hmm. yeah, I can inject really morality here
2: <laughs> right also listen I used to be a I used to be an academic, I used to be someone who worked in research laboratories on cutting edge research. is there anything more cutting edge than prototyping a god you know Back in 2015, Ritsuko is staring up at Unit 1, and Misato is, of course, still missing, which leads Ritsuko to reminisce about their college days in Tokyo, Two back in 2005. We get a montage of Misato and Ritsuko becoming friends, chatting, eating. Ritsuko is writing uh, letters to her mother, and we're hearing letters back from her mother in, in kind of like an exchange. Ritsuko talks about Misato and says how talkative she is. Her mother writes back and complains about the boxed lunches that they have at, at Gehern. At, at, what are they? Not Gehern. I, I wrote it up above. Uh, Gehane. Um, and uh, uh Then uh, also about like, oh, yeah, they're building this new place. Tokyo 3 as part of the capital, you know, uh, capital movement project or whatever. Um, Mitsuko uh, writes back saying like, ah, Misato disappeared for a week. Everyone was so worried. It turns out she disappeared to just go crash with Kaji for a week. Um, And and then she finally introduced everyone and introduced me to her new boyfriend. I could never I could never really get along with him because of how carefree he is, of course. Uh, And her mother writes back saying, Oh, yeah, Ritsuko, you were never comfortable around boys. After all, you only had a mom, and I was a shitty mom. And, you know, that's true, it seems. Um, Also, I just want to say briefly, this scene rules. I would take a whole episode of Misato, Kaji, and and Ritsuko getting up to some college hijinks. Um, And just, like, I love seeing them as people, as people who are not... I love seeing their lives, I love hearing, I really love hearing Ritsuko and her mother talking even in the moments where they are bickering. And even when the show dips into weird like misogynist stereotype about them, the fact that the two of them are talking about their lives makes them live so much more as characters than as yeah. the previous only mention of ritzko's mother which was she divided herself into three people scientist woman and mom oh, and then God. put those people into computers and it's like no like she's a complex individual who's upset about boxed lunches and who is interested in her in her daughter's friends and i think that stuff works super well for me
1: i also think um, it makes her not a bad mom like, there, there's probably some ways yeah. in which she's maybe not the best mom in the universe, but she has a good relationship with her adult daughter who's in college, and they're writing letters yeah. back and forth to each yeah. other. Like, having real conversation Different. and having warmth towards each other. That's, like, frankly, the healthiest parent-child relationship in this entire show thus far, basically.
2: Totally. Totally. Um, the... In 2003... Uh, uh in in Hakone where the where the the lab is Fiyutsuki looks up again and he longs for the for the time of seasons he misses he misses the seasons he misses autumn earlier in the episode he noted that the like eternal summer that came with uh with second impact has totally ruined his health um but now he's in the park visiting with yui and a baby shinji in the park he says that Sele's uh, Dead Sea Scrolls say that the third impact is only 10 years away and that will never Japan will never have seasons again because of that. Um, to which Yui says that both Sele and uh, Gehane exist to stop second imp- or third impact from coming. Um, Fiyutsuki says, I agree with you, mind you, just not with Sele, which is like, okay, wait, what do you, okay, what, what part of that do you agree with? Is it that we're going <laughs> to stop it? Is it that we're going to stop it in ways that, like, Zale is going to do some shit I don't agree with? Probably that. Um, he adds that he is now being threatened by Zele because of how much info he has. She says that, yeah, that's everyone who survived uh, is threatened in that, in that way. And that it is a simple thing to destroy people. he um, pleads with her, asking her not to be their test subject because of that, that however easy they can threaten you, you still shouldn't just give in and do what they want. Um, and she says that she'll ride along with the currents and do what they need for both them, but also for Shinji, who in that moment reaches out to touch her face. Um, there's also some, some shots in this sequence of Shinji reaching out for her breast, hoping to nurse, presumably. Um, and, uh, in general, we, get, we, we continue to get this image of, of Yui and, and of Yui's worldview that is, like, fundamentally hopeful, that believes that we can come together and do good things, and that is willing to give herself, give, give whatever she needs to protect Shinji and, and the future, and Shinji's future. Um, and so, we immediately then see the Hakane testing area, with Shinji in the kind of control booth, looking out over the lab, uh, where Unit Zero is being held. Uh, It is a very similar, like, set of rafters and cords and stuff to kind of what we see in in, uh, Central Dogma in the Nerve HQ. Um, And uh, is it Fuyutsuki who's like, why is there a kid? This kid shouldn't be here. There is a Mm -hmm. test running today. (laughs) <laughs> and then uh, that is Yui. Yui says, "Yeah, that's why I brought him here so that he can see the bright future. That's uh, that's uh, you know that's coming next. The bright future <laughs> uh, ahead of him." Um, those were Yui's last words. Says Ritsuko's mom. "Quote: A freak accident made her disappear from this world, exactly like I had wished for." The implication being that she was jealous of her relationship with Gendo. From that day forward, Director Ikari was a changed man.
4: She says. So, this seems like a good moment to uh-huh. ask: What do we actually make of Yui?
2: I don't know. That I don't know. Um, I my read on her is that like the show constructs her as an idealized woman, by which we mean she is a mother who takes mothering very seriously and would do anything for her child, is a brilliant scientist but who is willing to put that science aside as a career in order to have a family, but also remains committed to the broader scientific project of... I I guess that's maybe the way what I think of her, is she is a synthesis of these two sorts of, of women that are positioned. Maybe three sorts, right? First, she's a scientist and she is a woman. She's interested in Gendo and she is interested in science. But... She synthesizes those positions. She becomes a woman who is still sort of interested in science, but now she's a mother, which is like a purification of womanhood, of the sort of like lustful woman that the show deploys so often you can have sex, but the reason you have sex is to become a good mom. Um, I don't think it's wagging its finger that way, but I think that's a potential reading of the set of women that the show produces, is that like, when a woman is a mother, that is, and the the motherhood is presented as successful, that is presented as a positive sort of femininity. When the mother fails to be a good mom, as is the case presented with Ritsuko's mother, and also eventually with Asuka's mother, it is a tragedy at best, and it is cruel or evil at worst. it, it also, for what it's worth, is not thrilled with dads. I'm not saying that this is a show that is like, but all dads are, are good. Uh, but, but it, it lingers on this idea of the feminine in a much different way. So then at that point, the mother and the scientist, they synthesize again these two competing things. Does she want to help the world or, and, and study science and pursue her interests? or does she want to be a mom focusing on her interest of motherhood and, and quote unquote domestic life? Well, which she, wow, that, that just soo- that sounds like a person. That's a human, right? right totally. <laughs> that is a,
0: that is someone who has like multiple, multiple interests. interests and realizing <laughs> that they can only do so much, and your priorities change totally. as you get older, and th- and like is presented as an actual complete person. Yeah. Like well, that is, I've. But then, well, to, 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 I think re, relative. I'm saying like, yeah, yeah, yeah. compared to, that point, to like, yes. rela- compared to like the different like sorts of women that are portrayed in the show, like the d- many women I've seen in my life who have like around the age and 30s where like they choose to have kids, like the different paths that people choose based on their priorities is like a very complicated series of hierarchies that is like not clean for everyone, and people a different path. And so, like on that level, like. It's it's deeper or more willing to give a character like complicated agency, yes, <laughs> rather than like a uh, inventing a, uh, a character to make a, a broader like a sociological
2: point. <laughs> right. But Then she, like a saint or a martyr, has to reify this in a singular act of kind of merging these selves. And in that, she is like, ah, I can be, I can be the ultra scientist mom by giving myself. To the future of humanity and Shinji specifically securing Shinji's future by sacrificing myself in this project, which it's, is it clear whether or not, do you believe that it was a freak accident or do you believe that this worked the way it was intended?
0: Uh, I guess. No, man. There's no evidence to this point that we shouldn't just believe that was scenario F and like, (laughs) look, look, like scenario D and E may have been the, the plan, but you know what? You just fold that Dead Sea Scroll over and go, (laughs) we're on to scenario F.
1: There's a way in which the imagery associated with who she is as a human being versus, I don't, okay, I don't know at this point what exactly she is now in the Ava, if it's her soul is in there or she is just the Ava. Wherever the fuck it is, there's like an entire idea here of her as an idealized woman, as seen through F- Futsuki's eyes, as both a scientist, a woman, and a mother. Right, the three things a woman can be and should yeah, be. Yeah, the... Right in this uh-huh. show, those are the three things a woman is or can be. There's this sort of <laughs> idealization. Even the lighting on her, it's always so bright. She's always so composed. Totally. She's always she's wearing like purples and pinks. Like she's she's like the picture of perfect femininity in the ways in which this show looks at femininity versus her as the Ava when she has a mind as an Ava, which is only when the Ava goes berserk, which is like the mother bear kind of thing, like literally animalistic, eating another animal, like crazy, wild, like uh, carnage kind of happening. And that's like that also suits the idea of like perfect femininity in the mother bear idea of like tough mom protects her kids. And those two things to me are problematic, of course, because there's like, oh, there are the three ways to be a woman. And then there's the like way of being a mother that's like tough and hard ass and, and protecting your kids. But there is also such mm-hmm. an interesting, visually speaking, such an interesting contrast to those two things that I I keep harping on this every time i'm watching these episodes and i watched this one three times because i was just like i must be missing something here and so i like watch the sub <laughs> then watch the dub and then watch the sub again so it's like i don't know well, there's I mean, something there to those two depictions of mother slash idealized woman that are like i hope they do something with this <laughs> in those last two episodes of i will the movie. say that- i don't know if they will but yeah
0: uh, well, I will, they may do something with it, Danielle. Yeah, but
2: will oh, you be happy? Be <laughs> careful what you be yeah. careful
0: what you right. wish <laughs> for.
2: I will say yeah. in this episode and in this series one thing to build on that that you just said, Danielle. That's interesting. Is they never in this set of episodes, and I'm I straight up just don't remember if this is coming. But in this set of episodes, at least they don't do anything that's like. Ah, Yui's motherhood, self as a mother has been corrupted by the Ava. The mom Mm -hmm. would never, there isn't the pure mom and there isn't like the the pure idealized white and pink calm mom, and then the mother bear mom as, like, two distinct moms. That's both mom, which is, you're totally right, a a, a classic trope, a a classic archetype of motherhood, the defensive mom versus the, like, delicate mom. Uh, Both of those are just moms. But I I appreciate at least the show did not fall to, like, Gendo being like that's not the Yui I loved one's out there like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which would have been even worse somehow. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me.
4: Um UEI I like I'll just I'll just say the I find her unsettling. Mhm. Uh-huh. Because from the first she's the brilliant scientist. Gendo ain't. He's just some dude. Yeah. She's the brilliant scientist. She's clearly smart insightful, and that's not to say smart, insightful women can't end up with douchebags. They do all the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> good like there like there are a lot of cases where you will end up with someone who in retrospect you'll question your judgment having been with that person. <laughs> Nevertheless, that is the human condition. Uh still in this story, the dude is broadcasting such intense, weird, self-interested vibes and everyone can pick it up. Um, and she even kind of acknowledges to Fuyutsuki. She sees what he means, but also there's this other side. Maybe she's like falling into this, but there's this other reading. I like I, I couldn't quite shake where she's the woman with the plan. In a lot of ways. Right. She's connected
2: to Sele. She's the one with that connection. Yeah. Gendo didn't start with that, right?
4: Yeah. And so this is the part that, like, to a degree, I'm torn between thinking Gendo is almost this, like, con artist who insinuates himself into her life basically takes her identity takes the scientific career takes, takes her name. leadership position takes, takes her, her name, name. Yeah. Uh, yeah like sheds his old name which is probably tied up with some other connotations with a criminal record sheds it like a snake shedding its skin uh-huh. and just like steps into her life that's one reading the other reading is that she kind of draws up the game plan for a lot of what has unfolded across the series Mm -hmm. and the like her kind of blase attitude about uh the risks she's running the insistence that shinji has to be a part of this all of it is just weird and unsettling that there's a sort of placidness to her Uh that we know she knows better so why is she so calm is it just philosophically she's a, uh, you know, twig on a stream, as it were, letting the, car- you know, letting the current carry her? Or is it that she already knows where the current is going? And In fact,
2: has said as much
4: to some degree. Yeah.
2: So does this recast the comment to Fuyutsuki where, or, where Futsuki, when Fuyutsuki says, I agree with you, not with, with Sele, mm. is he referencing a conversation we have not yet seen? Is he saying like, ah, you know, you've laid out your vision to me. And that I'm down with, but she is now a second or third person here, which raises the question about what happens after this experiment. Does Gendo pick her project up or is he continuing a project of his own, the con artist that he is? Uh, I will all say right. we should g- keep all this in mind going forward. <laughs> I will say what was Yui's deal continues to be a, a central question not just of the show but of the fandom. There is debate there is there is uh, there are theories it is one of those shows so.
4: But anyway take your son to work day
2: yep. <laughs> You picked a good one <laughs> You picked the best one um, <clears throat> uh, From that day director Akari was a changed man says says um, whoever's speaking here Fujitsuki or or Ritsuko's mom I think is he wearing Ritsuko's the mom said in this
1: scene? It. Sorry to
2: back keep... in his office or in during the event.
1: It's like where does he I start? I don't think wearing he's the wearing
2: the them. I think modern days, but I don't know. Maybe it is in this is it in the new back. office.
1: I yeah, I need to go back. Right.
2: Anyway. Well, we know the thing in his hand hasn't shown up in his hand yet because right. the hand that has to happen. During the course of the show, but he—I think—he's wearing gloves at the beginning of the show, so I don't he is, know. Yeah, um, so I don't know. Anyway, we see the new office with the ceiling and the floor with the the text written on it and the, the huge window. Um, uh, he tells Fujitsuki that he has a new plan, which he submits to Keel, Chairman Keel of Zele, and that <coughs> that plan is the path that leads to divinity, the Human Instrumentality Project. Fujitsuki is not. Pleased by this, he seems. He seems distraught by it. Um, back in two thousand eight, Mitsuko congratulates her mother via letter about completing the theoretical part of the the Magi project, uh, and says, "Hey, guess what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be in uh, Gehane also. I'm gonna be working on Project E." Um, and then we get a shot of her exploring the facility and then being stopped stopped by a security guard who is just a security guard is not like a men in black, black sunglasses, like FBI guy is not like a secret intelligence guy is just like a mall cop basically walking around this facility because Geherne uh, and, and nerve are very different places um, uh, in some ways. Um, and then uh, she is told that the command center is operational. Um, uh, and in that command center, as she theoretically begins to walk there, uh, Gendo and Nato speak bathed in the green light of that command center um, which I believe is the secondary command center that in modern moment, that is where everyone is now. They're similarly colored with that green light. Um, and I uh, it was the they are talking. One. Is it the main one? The main one's always shot so different in terms of lighting. Yeah, And that I when think they it, go down to that secondary one, The second it is, one doesn't have the, is. like,
3: as t- isn't as tall, I always felt. Like, mm, okay. Like, think of the difference makes in, like, sense. height between the Does it have like, the, the Magi the, the caskets? Top- Right, like the second one, I think the magi yes, yeah, are hidden they're... more. Right, because in the first one, they, they're definitely like, yeah, like
2: just they're right. Out. They, yeah, and you know what? And the magi weren't aren't there by default, right? So maybe they have right. to move them. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. they're in this green, this green lit uh, command center, um, and Nato uh, tells him, uh, sorry, no, he tells her. Gendo tells her that he has no regrets about his work, to which she calls him a liar. Uh, and says that you're doing what you're doing for Yui, um, but then walks over and kisses him as Ritsuko watches from above, kind of leans down as he he is seated. Um, A few years later, Gendo is giving a very young Rei a tour of the facility, uh, and um, is looking down uh, uh, through the glass at Gehern uh, HQ, Gehane HQ. (coughs) Uh, Nako and And Ritsuko show up in this hallway, I believe, and is like, they're like, oh, hey, Shinji. Wait, that's not, I thought you had a little boy. That's not Shinji. That's a blue haired little girl. Uh, And he's like, yeah, um, I was given her by an acquaintance to look after. Worst <laughs> an acquaintance. An acquaintance was like, "Here is a child. You, Gendo Ikari, are the person I trust most you know, to I raise got, a daughter."
0: I got a dog. I've got a, a <laughs> child. Like, which which one? You know, can you help me out with I one of these? I want to get one of these out
1: of here. <laughs> I got one of these.
2: Um, took the took the daughter. Who has walked down the street and just returned home with a child? God, Ray Every looks day. up at Nato, and Nato, uh, Doctor Akagi immediately places her, saying. That she reminds her of Yui. Um, she digs into the files and finds that Ray's files have all been deleted. Uh, I've written here in all caps because I think it's shown in all caps. The Magi supercomputer is complete. Dr. Akagi <laughs> explains to Ritsko that there are three sides of the Magi: mom, scientist, and and uh, woman. I will say that there is something in this particular exchange about that information that feels less grimy to me and less essentializing. One because it's 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 Nato saying it herself, even though, who the fuck knows, Anno mm-hmm. probably wrote those words for her. She's not a real human. She doesn't have agency <laughs> in that way. But in the delivery, there is something about it that makes it feel like less like, this is all I am. You could boil me down to woman, mother, and scientist. And more like a human saying, like, I, when I think about myself, I think about myself in three ways. These are the three I ways. Was, and the same that I would say... You know Austin Walker, the games journalist and critic. Austin Walker, the son. Austin Walker, the you know the man. Whatever the fuck, right? Um, The 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 the
3: the way I remember this is also like the way it was described is like these are three parts of me that are always at odds, which is the point of the system is that they're always they they it's if they come to a consensus they're democratic. Right, right. But so, like, it's it's right, it's right. not necessarily all parts of her. It's just three distinct parts that will always be at odds on average, right?
2: This is one of those scenes that makes me wish there was another pass on the script by someone who yeah. wasn't Anno. To be like, hey, did you mean, uh, this whole thing that's been in this whole show, where it's like the woman is has three parts, did you mean to make it seem like what you believe is that women are broken into three like competing identities at all times, or did you mean something much more real that people in general have have competing interests and ideas and interests, and we could kind of right. like render that in a way that's a little less like slimy? Is that, <laughs> or or it, you, it would all it would take was just a
0: line? Yeah, to totally. Like, I mean, this it is it's just this isn't fully me, but when I think about you know, what yeah, I mean, like it's totally. like it's like it's a really easy way to just yeah. like it's very easy to understand why someone would build a system that is so binary and, and, and like ABC, but that obviously that does not necessarily represent the whole self. And, uh, so I, I, am with Cotter. Like I, I think it's there. The show gives you plenty of reasons to read, read it in the worst possible light, but like the character is more interesting if you read it the other way, which like, yes, if a better pass, the script could have made that explicit, but even if you just take that to be a reading of it, like, In a show in which sometimes you need to do some work to make the women more interesting because the show itself is not willing to do it on its own, Like in some ways I choose to have that be the reading because it makes the character more fascinating to think about and why they would choose to do what they do. And
2: I think the thing that gets complicated here is that I remember being a fan of the show who made those readings when I was younger, but who also championed the show as if it – had as if those were kind of built into the show in a way that was not just subtext or not just theme, but was like textual, was was like the, the show was doing all that work itself because I loved the show so much. <laughs> and in returning to it, right. I don't think that's the case. And we'll revisit this conversation in a few episodes, I think, where the show, again, gives you the material to build something really great, but doesn't necessarily do all of that work itself. Um, the major supercomputer being complete... You know, uh, uh, Dr. Kaji having explained this to, to Ritsuko, Ritsuko says, oh, hey, Masato is coming home today back from, from the German branch of Gehane. Uh, and, you know, sadly, she and Kaji broke up. Um, there's a little bit of sparring between Ritsuko and, and her mother about whether or not Ritsuko will ever settle down or if she will be consumed by her analytical mind. Um, and, uh, uh, again, I just want to underscore that I really like seeing them talk together. I just like seeing yeah. the two of them chat. Um, Ray shows up after Ritsuko or after yeah, after Ritsuko has left uh and <laughs> kind of shows up out in the corner of Nato's vision. Um and offers uh Nato is like, "Hey, I'll I'll lead you back to uh to I keep saying Nato. Is it Nako, though? Wait, one second. I I've just realized I've started writing Nato. A K? Who is the person It is a K. Right? It's Naoko. Yeah. I at some point I started writing Nato. Like the Persona 4 character, which I immediately (laughs) in my brain was like, that's not right. Um, Nako offers to lead her back to Gendo and Rey says uh, no. And she's like, why? And Rey says, it's none of your business, old hag or hag, depending on the translation. Um, Dr. Akagi is like, you are being rude. And uh, fair. Toddler Rey doubles down, (laughs) doubles down and calls her an old hag again. And uh, Nako is like, all right, I'm going to have to have Gendo scold you for this one. And Rey says, it's Gendo who calls you old hag. Uh, and then we hear Ray saying, that old hag is an incessant bother. That old hag is no longer useful again and again. And also her voice ages up into her teen voice as she does this. And like images of, of her various forms appear on the screen. Um, and then we see uh, Nako choking Rey to death in a kind of silhouetted red and black and saying, you're nothing. There are plenty of replacements for you, Ray. You are just like me. And then with Rey dead, uh, Naoko takes her own life um, with a pistol. when You hear the sound of a pistol firing. Um, should we pause here and talk about this? Should we wait until the end of the episode and, and wrap back around? We only got a little bit left. Let's Let's wrap up the episode yeah. and then... Come back to, to this stuff. Um, uh, Fiyutsuki explains to Zele, to us watching, uh, and to Chairman, uh, or I guess just just to us? I don't know. Anyway, that the Human Instrumentality Project's Chairman, Kiel Lorenz, uh, dissolved Gehane at that moment, which was at the time Gehane was its research arm. In its place, they create special agency, NERF, which is still going to continue. I love just
4: getting this phone call, though. I know. And being like, you know what? I actually (laughs) got to shut. So you're telling me our top computer engineer killed herself Mm -hmm. after strangling her boss's daughter wife and symbol of her drug replacement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think, you know what? We need to Um, rebrand. Keep keep the team in place. Yeah. Keep everybody there. But yeah, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, the brand's kind of damaged. How's Nerve. Strike. You
2: were a brain, Good. now you're a nerve. Kind of similar. God's yeah. in his place. All's right with the world. You know. You know. That seems that seems catchy. A little bit of a raw right?
4: nerve. Am I right, folks? Oh. Peel oh. around the boardroom uh. like
2: <laughs> seven obelisks. last. <laughs> <laughs> sound <laughs> only.
4: <laughs> sound
2: sound only. Lol. Um, uh, they create special agency uh, nerve. Uh, it's gonna finish like you said. All of all of. Um, Gehane's research, um, uh, and we get another shot of, of Dr. Akagi's kind of chalk outline, uh, which I think is among the Magi supercomputers, actually. It's in between them all. Um, we see Kaji head into the Sele room as, as the interrogation comes to an end and free him. Uh, he notes that he's like, I gave the, I gave the guard a little nap or something like that. Fiyutsuki tells him that his actions are going to get him in trouble. Kaji says, I'm just trying to get the truth, um, He says, the truth that's in me, plus they, Zele, are about to find out that I was the one who gave Gendo the apple sample, so I'm fucked anyway, basically. Um, This idea of, like, Kaji trying to find the truth that's in him, this sort of, like, what am I – when the rubber hits the road – how much of this is for show? How much am I playing the, the tough guy? How much am I playing the the good moral super spy? And how much am I a shithead, actually, would be a little more compelling if not for the, the debut of Kaji. Like, I, yeah. every time Kaji's on screen, I'm just like, oh, I wish they hadn't fucked you over by giving you a really bad character intro. Those first few episodes poisoned you in such a way that have made it way harder for me to connect to you. But as a again, as a kid, I loved Kaji. And now I'm remembering why, because this set of this from the watermelon garden forward, you get a lot of good Kaji stuff. It's just like hard to balance that in your head with bad early scene. Yeah. Set of scenes, really. Um, uh, Misato gets released from custody, also given back her badge and her gun. Um, And she is told that uh, that they don't know what's up with Kaji when she asks And then we see him standing in front of this huge industrial fan, and there's an orange sunset kind of behind the grate that it's it's set in. He's like in a factory somewhere or something industrial. (laughs) You
4: Um, have to go to a Ridley Scott movie.
2: Yeah, 100%. It's literally a Ridley Scott fan from Blade Runner. And Joe was in the background. Makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, totally, 100%. And he turns around uh, and he says, uh, what took you so long? And there's a cut to black and a gunshot. And then we look at a streetlight and the sound of a train horn in Tokyo 3. Misato comes home, sits down with a beer as Shinji is bent over listening to pop music. She opens her eyes. She sees that there's a message on the answering machine. She hits play. It's Kaji apologizing for making her life more miserable. He says to say bye to to uh, Ritsuko for, for him. And to take care of his garden, though here he calls it a flower garden, we know it's a melon garden. Yeah, I think it's this melon is one city. final prank he's playing. He's playing on Misato. Uh, he tells her that the truth is with her and that she should keep going. And that if he sees her again, if he makes it out of this, that he will tell her what he should have told her eight years prior. And she breaks down crying.
4: Uh, Eight years prior What he meant to say was I think it's a little soon For us to live together (laughs) (laughs) Hey, maybe we're taking this A little fast Yeah We could continue dating I have a lot of growing to do
2: Yeah, I'm kind of a shithead (laughs) still And I'm not trying to be judgy, but I think you're still working through the the traumatic death of your father and maybe should deal with that before living with me, someone you associate with your father. Uh, Anyway, Chinji hears her crying in the other room, kind of peeks out and then goes back to his room and covers his head with a pillow, telling himself that the only thing I could do was run away from Miss Misato. There was nothing I could do, nothing I could say. I was just a child. And the episode comes to a close. Um... So, how do people feel about this episode and specifically I think those kind of high moments of of uh kind of extreme spectacle and tragedy with Ritsuko's choking of of uh Ray and then and then death. Oh. Patrick's eyes are all his eyebrows all the way to the roof. Danielle, were you about to say something? <laughs> Honestly. Just woof? Okay.
1: All right. So I the thing that's, that's so shocking about this, the thing that is so disappointing about all this in a lot of ways for me is that I really like uh, Risco in general, uh, no matter what, obviously she's done some some things uh, at the end of this sort of arc. And I also really liked her mother. I really liked uh, Naoko. I think they, again, have the most interesting and best and most developed relationship, parent-child relationship, in this entire show thus far. Like, they're real people who care about each other. And then Woo-hoo. it just goes to this place. It just goes to this, like, woman as shrew. Like, it goes all the way there just immediately. She's called an old hag, and that's just the trigger for her to become a child murderer. And then there it goes. Like, it really, really sucks um, as yeah, as a character wait, study. A to Z.
0: Just like, woo! Yep. Like, let's go! Like, alright! Like, she's
1: a woman who cares about her kid. She obviously is in a relationship with a horrible guy. She cares about her work. She's she's like an interesting, complicated person. And it's just like, oh, I guess I'll just kill a kid. Like it's it's banana pants. Yeah. And I know a lot of the show plays in extremely, extremely weighted imagery. I understand that, but this seems so completely unearned and just wild uh, that it it yeah. I I again I saw this episode three times. <laughs> just like. What the fuck did I miss that makes this make sense? Uh, Which was my mistake, I guess, because I'm not sure that anything really properly kind of connects those dots other than if you see this woman as uh, a complicated woman who has many different parts. She has many different sort of ideas about herself. She has ideas about relationships. She has ideas about men. She has ideas about being a, a woman and a mother and that she is poisoned by misogyny like that's the only reading i could see that is e- right. e- even a little bit charitable to the show is that she's so poisoned <laughs> by misogyny she's so poisoned by bad ideas about men and women and about patriarchy that she she just can't deal with it and literally kills a four-year-old yeah. over being sassy
3: uh are we also uh, to understand that she knows the the truth about ray that we haven't gotten to yet in these episodes
1: yeah, she seems not I think too.
3: so. You're right?
1: With a replacement line, right? When like, that's the only the way
3: I feel well, like. Well, there's this, also.
2: I, that's mm, the only also way I feel like. a metaphor there.
4: Sure. Because. Yes, yes there's both.
2: The that's is, I, I feel like yes, they're doing. Yes. Yeah.
4: Holy oh shit, like, there's a metaphor in this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Genda well, just
2: keeps rep- <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Genda will always find another woman to You're get right. what he wants from. Which is, which speaks to what Rob was saying before, which is, and and to what Danielle was just saying, which is like, yes, this is, um, this is an episode very much about the misogyny that these women face and the ways in which it shapes them. But there is, it, it bails at the last moment from here they are as complete subjects, as people with interiority who make complex decisions. And we don't have, we don't have access to the, like, this person who, has never, as far as we've seen, hurt a human being directly before. Yeah. Gets called an old hag twice, gets told that Gendo, or four times, or whatever it is, gets told that Gendo is the one who said that from a child, and then her reaction is to kill the child instantly. Right. And then... It's absolutely meant to be... Her own ex- life, which, 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 if she does know that Rey is a clone, which we will learn momentarily, or a, a product that has been made, and there are more of them, then takes her own life despite knowing that.
0: Right, because that, yeah, that doesn't add up. It's well, like it's the the, um, the immediate regret she has as the result of her actions, I, I, does, I, like in the moment, it's meant to be like shocking from the perspective of like, oh, uh, sh- she made this like spur of the moment, like does not make sense action, regrets it and then, you know, commits suicide as a result. But yeah, even taking into account what we then learned later which i guess is a way of like adding texture to that scene like it just yeah. doesn't It's like it doesn't emotionally it's definitely not connect enough, for me at all but it
3: feels like that's what they were going for right and like it was like a like a, a, a confluence of these different things where like she's she was already jealous of yui ray is well we'll get there um but the connection right. with yui there uh and then i think the 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 like her turning to suicide almost Felt like, yeah, like it was not not so much that 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 Ray was dead, but that she seemed to pass a line that she didn't think she would. But it, we don't get uh, give enough her a
0: line to say, yeah, it. yeah, like, exactly. Give her, like, it's like, like we give, like, don't get like, enough literally. To a really... mo-
3: like this,
0: <laughs> yeah. The show is like so like so filled with like if it just took a, a beat to just like let her explain why. She. Th- this is where her emo, like emotional arc, concluded her to, and she's, she, you know, then enacting her own agency to make this uh, really big choice um, to to end her life. It's the it does We're then left to all sit here and go like, well, like there seems like these evidence yeah. that points in the direction right. of like maybe you could like right. and, like suggest <laughs> that it does that. It just feels like this show over and over feels like. A rough draft Mm -hmm. uh, of of like, which you know, I guess, you know, given what you know happens later with the series and how it gets you know remixed, um, is 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 evidence of that. Um, But it just be like because it happens so often, like I just have so little patience for the show at this point, which is why like I find myself snoozing through the character parts at this point because I've so completely just don't trust the show to do much of anything interesting or relatable anymore with these characters and that I sit around tapping my foot like Sonic being like, you know what I actually want to know is what the fuck is happening in this place because like I have like way more interest in being blindsided by the lore dumps than I am in like wondering like, gee, can't wait to see what Uh, character uh, Anno develops into something potentially complex and then flattens them in the the most least interesting possible way (laughs) Cause that's and that's 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 happening with all the characters. Like it's 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 particularly egregious with the women in the show. But it's just it happens all the time in the show to to a point where like my patience is so far gone that like I like my notes get lower and lower in these character stories and more like lore dump, lore (laughs) dump. Because I've just given up on caring about it and stuff, and more just like I want to see how the puzzle pieces fit together. Because the pieces of these characters don't go together in ways that. I am finding it all satisfying.
4: Watching this set of episodes, but particularly this one, I found myself thinking about the first season of *Halt and Catch Fire*. A lot.
3: Oh
1: shit! Okay.
4: Because it is compelling in the way that season was, but also its drawback. It shares a lot of drawbacks, which is the characters that they're deploying are all well realized in some ways they're convincing as people at times you want to know more about them. They have some relatable struggles. Uh, is very much like a John Bosworth type character in this to Gendo's Joe McMillan. But what like what holds it all back, particularly that first season is that everything is also then, and every character is then utilized in this really heavy handed metaphorical way. And there are ways to carry that off gracefully. If you think about like uh, Mad Men, the suitcase works because it is there are a lot of things that are happening on a metaphorical yeah. level in this one night, all these things yeah. that are happening between characters are freighted with meaning about where they are in their lives, uh, where they sort of stand in relation to a society that's changing. But then also, these are real things that are happening to these characters. All of this is real. It makes sense in that in that context, and that's kind of what you have to do when you're doing like long. Like you can do really heavy handed metaphor, metaphorical storytelling, but that does mean that you have one of you have to choose an approach here one is that you earn it and you do that in a way that is consistent with these sort of more realistic touches you're trying to bring to your story or you just lean all the way into metaphor and it all has this sort of heightened uh intensity that feels very unreal and this show can play in that register a lot mm-hmm. pretty successfully the problem is that it changes keys so often mm-hmm. that it becomes incredibly discordant. And I think this episode is kind of an example of that. I think the scene where she, like her confrontation with Ray and her reaction works for me. If that season, ex- if that scene kind of existed in a vacuum, there is something horrific about this. Ray is the child version of a woman you know to be dead. It is your lover's like dead wife, but now she's back and she has sort of that cruelty of children as a you know the the cruelty of like late toddlers, right where there's mm-hmm. where there's no filter. But also she is like like just stabbing daggers into Naoko's uh like image self-image as a woman her doubts about her relationship with Gendo uh just the dread of there's always a you know there's a moment where you're no longer the cute young thing the hot young thing and there are you know always young there are always younger women there's that there's that sort of anxiety that scene could work too the problem is Mashes both these things together mm-hmm. in one episode mm-hmm. where we've seen her be a pretty fleshed out character with some good relationships who seems pretty grounded. And then midway through, it's like, all right, now it's just going to be be pure, like cranked up psychological horror. <laughs> and it's going to be like a fucking opera. Now, and you can't you can't you can't just switch between realistic drama and a goddamn like 17th century, 18th century opera.
2: So the thing that this reminds me of, and you talk about something like Halt and Catch Fire or like you talk about the suitcase, which is one of my favorite episodes of television. And the stakes in the suitcase are fairly low and human. Yeah. Um, Uh, and it's still tragic in moments. It's still terrifying in moments and weird and and introspective and all these great things. It doesn't need to go to scientist mom chokes clone daughter wife and then commit suicide in order to affect you. And it reminds me, so when I was in college, I took a creative writing class and one of the best notes I ever got about my writing was from this professor who was like, uh, Austin, your, fan, your prose is great, but really remember that Aristotle said the last, the least important part of of tragedy is spectacle. At the time, what I said was like, yes, of course, but what he meant was opsis, the the Greek study of of uh, like set design and costuming. He didn't mean plot. Plot was the most important thing. But 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 now, years later, and not trying to be the smartest person in the room, he's right, right that like. You can tell a tragedy, and this is still what Aristotle is getting at, he was right about Aristotle also, that that tragedy is about plot and character. It's about um, having access to, or good tragedy, the tragedy I like is really what I'm saying, are things that set up a tragic plot that give you access to the interiority of the characters or that very strategically deny you that access, leaving you wondering why something happened, but that feel consistent and that operate in scales that it, that they can communicate clearly. So that means that you can have epic tragedy that has huge spectacle, but but dealing with that and producing that and showing that to an audience and bringing them on board requires a great deal of work. So that when you when you pull the trigger on that that you know huge amount of tragedy, that's the stuff that's like overbearing that is shot like you said operatically that is produced and overproduced in that way you have to have already broken my defenses down otherwise mm-hmm. i'm going to side look at it. you know uh, i'm going to side eye it and say like all right you didn't earn this if you've done the job if you've brought me in then i'm too busy crying to side eye you i can't be mm-hmm. like fuck uh, if only if only you weren't being so operatic instead <laughs> i'm going to be like oh my god Oh my God, I can't believe the characters have gotten this way. I could see this coming. I could see it. And and, and I could feel it. There's the dramatic ironies at play and blah, 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 blah. None of that. It, it, this particular moment hasn't earned it. And, and And this is where I'm at with this moment in Ava, which is like... I am here for the tragedy. I'm even here for when the spectacle pays off. I think episode 19 was the ep- the spectacle paying off. They fucking mm-hmm. earned it. They yeah. slowly <laughs> built you up. You learn who Toji is. You see that there are people who care about him in his life. You start to learn a little bit more about what the Ava is, and, and you're confronted finally with the, re- the full realization of all of these arcs collapsing inward as it eats uh, an, an Ava or an angel live. And... Like it's fantastic, and now two episodes later, it's cheap, it's unearned, and it's and it's it's shoved together in a in a format that maybe maybe what we needed was an arc of, t- yeah. you know, year two thousand. We need three episodes of this that builds <laughs> to this moment where you see it get under Ritsuko's skin or uh, top in Well, her her come. mother's skin, yeah. but uh-huh. you know, you yeah. know, it turns well. out. Uh, cycles etc hey,
3: part you're of this is, uh-huh, yeah.
1: Yeah, part <laughs> of this is that the rest of this episode is so amazing right like I love this yeah, episode I love the rest at least it. like yeah. until this moment where I, again I still don't even completely know how to feel about this moment it's it was so weird it was so completely outside of of what i would not even just expectation or tone of it's just like it exists in this weird ether i i'm in the fucking entry plug for a month with that moment basically (laughs) like i do not know how i feel about it truly uh but the rest of this episode was so wonderful and so good and gave you so much story in such a satisfying way. That that whole, back in the fall of 1999, there was so much flavor to it, there was so much personality to it, there was so much to this episode, other than this moment that was like, please, more of this, you're making sense of things in a way Uh that is tonally consistent, that makes sense to me, that whether or not I agree with your insane views on women sometimes, I am on board with a lot of this show and a lot of these characters.
4: Well, and, like, this is what, like, did remind me of... I think Halt and Catch Fire is worth looking at as a show in, in that first season in particular because it's so weird. Because it it seems to mirror this insofar as the things that are convincing in this show tend to be details about just, like, quotidian, like, tasks, uh, daily life... And it occurred to me just now, also, some of the best detail we get about Misato is, again, through the lens of Kaji, actually. Like, it's when he begins unfurling their shared past and we sort of start setting that uh, introduction to the character aside. We start actually learning more about Misato and getting a yeah. little bit better of a picture of, of her. But everything has to be approached in this in this show through a male character's perspective Mm -hmm. and while it is also trying to criticize uh, the awful ways that men can treat women and sort of prey on their insecurities it's all done in this from this perspective i can't really imagine what it is actually like to be in woman's position for for these things, and *Halt and Catch Fire* season one does this too. Joe McMillan is this like charismatic uh, agent of chaos, and then the women he interacts with, he mostly exists to spin spin their lives off in a new direction. There is once again the mother who had a promising engineering career, mm-hmm. but is sort of derailed by motherhood, and it's just kind of oh, I'm like, how would I write a character who she's a great engineer, but damn, she's a mom. That's <laughs> You know, that's that's as far as I got. You can't boy being a mom and and having a career seems like it would have been tough. And then the other the other character is sort of the brilliant is Cam, the brilliant uh, coder who's always, again, trying to sort of prove her value to men around her. But it isn't until later in that series when those characters begin to define themselves beyond their relationships with toxic men that the series really finds its footing Ava seems incapable of doing that. It basically is everything hinges on Gendo. And I think this is the other part. He is a menacing figure. He's creepy. But actually, there's nothing there yet. Uh There really isn't. Like, he's an awful character. But there's nothing. Why is anyone close to him? Like, why why does Naoko care so much we're told he has a weird charisma but do we really see it everything about him makes your skin crawl uh-huh. and so this is he exists just to kind of set these women up for massive psychological like collapses and it is consistently frustrating to see like their are flashes of good characterization we see but then it always falls back to but yeah like Boy, like, what if a bad dude just made a woman <laughs> feel like sexually undesirable? Boy, that'd be like the worst thing, right? Yeah. What's the worst crazy. thing? A person, yeah. Uh huh. Totally.
1: <laughs> that would make you know. Totally. Sure would make a, a very reasonable otherwise woman kill a four-year-old, you know, for sure, right? Like, yeah.
2: God. Bananas. What a mess. <laughs> Can we get through one more and then take a break? Yeah, I
1: have. A, a I have now. about. I have about fifth. 5050
0: minutes left. Oh. 50. In that case we should just, in that case we should just keep we going. We should just up.
2: keep going. Yeah. We're not going to get through these. That's fine. All right. So, hey everybody. Actually, we hit a weird technical issue and so we are going to stop the recording here. I'm going to go about my vacation and you know, enjoy the city of Toronto and actually I'm probably going to eat like lunch and then play Fire Emblem for a little bit and prep for this panel. But, you know, vacation. So, uh, we will be back next week to continue our conversation about Avangelion, Ian Avon Avangelion. And next week's episode will be the remainder of the episodes we didn't get to today. Um, that will be episodes 22 through 24. So, three episodes. Light work. You know, I'm sorry for. The shorter runtime but in my mind it's still a five-star runtime it's just a shorter five-star runtime five-star runtime is gonna be anything you know Uh, i hope you enjoyed this this conversation at least Um, and i hope that uh you'll join us next week as we pick things up from here peace Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping
1: and 365-day returns.
4: Um, I think I'm going to sit over here so I look like Gendo the entire show. That <laughs> That'd be good. Get that.
2: (laughs) My camera seems to have frozen. Is my camera frozen for y'all? With me looking incredibly skeptical? Okay.
1: Yeah. Very skeptical. On my
2: side, I'm giving a look. I'm going to send this look (laughs) because it's very funny to me.
1: Okay,
2: so this appears to be. It's like, hmm. I don't know. That's how I'm looking at these episodes.
3: (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) That's very good. So uh, light one today, huh? In and out and out. Honestly,
0: sorry, not you know? as weird
3: as I was expecting.
0: Honestly, like, but I'll save it.
2: Uh, I'll <laughs> save it. Don't burn <laughs> up.
3: I'm trying to decipher whether or not I'm hearing the right mic on your computer, Austin.
2: You are. It's just quiet. Like my, I don't have my mic set up. I have a Blue Snowball. Oh. Um. But you no, sound you sound just,
0: extremely loud and normal through the Discord. It, it okay. sound,
3: That's what well, I'm saying. Go. It but sounds it, like. But it, it sounds, sounds like a webcam. Be,
0: yeah. It sounds like a webcam.
3: Yeah. That's what I'm mm, saying. It's,
2: as long as you're
3: know. recording,
2: on, let me put on my. Here's my web. This is my webcam. Oh, that's worse! Wow. One okay, two yeah. three. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I also have my my. Here, which are these? But I don't know how that sounds. sounds that's, no, no. that's bad. I can't that's hear so back. you anymore. So We're that's already back. just no.
5: Yeah. All right, I'm back
2: to the snowball. Well, I can't hear anybody anymore because I tried to fuck with Bluetooth, which is great. One second. I think
3: I think what was really getting me. Well, he can't hear, can he? <laughs> It sounded a little, it it didn't it sounds a
0: little like little distant or something like that. Oh, I know what you're talking about, Connor. It of. was
3: or it was like the when he was clicking, it sounded right. like the right. mic was part of the, you know, like when you click on on a laptop and you're using the laptop mm-hmm. mic, it sounds yeah. a certain way. Yes, that's that's what I I was feeling. Maybe it's just like where the mic is positioned relative to to the laptop right now. Yeah,
0: that might be it. Let's <laughs> right. go to Baby Shark Live. Tickets are on sale right now. Oh. God no. damn it. We were gonna go, but wait, we're already going we already going to a live wait, dinosaur show that weekend, so wait, we're not going anymore.
3: Wait, like, like the song? Ooh, like that song.
4: Yeah, man. It's, but just, a, it's whole, a whole it's a whole, it's like a whole jam band thing, right? act now. But it's a whole thing. So, so <laughs> baby it's shark like baby, fish for baby, preteens.
0: Baby shark is just is just part of the pink fong Thanks, umbrella. <laughs> pink Fong. Is how it goes. Excuse me. Is that what it's called? Yes, that's how they open there. It. There's a little. It's, it's a little like cat thing that comes out. It's like bing bong, and Bing-bong. then he bounces across the screen. And huh. then there's a whole series of songs. Baby Shark didn't even become popular when it came out. It like became viral later by accident. It's a weird thing. Um <sighs> All the songs are made in, I think, South Korea. Um
5: mm-hmm.
0: It's a. Uh-huh. It's a. Hmm. It's a it's a fascinating thing. But yeah, look, dude, popular <laughs> demand. A second million. show has been added in the following cities. Wow. Sugarland, Texas, New Orleans, Long Beach, San Jose, St. Louis, Pittsburgh.
2: Wow. Well, congrats. To They're coming to Brooklyn. Shark. So we should find your visit to that. <laughs> yeah.
0: When, when is the baby involved? shark
3: coming through? Uh, <laughs>
0: November 8th.
3: Yeah. So that's wow. Thanksgiving. We could do uh-huh. it.
2: We got the next date for save point. A yeah, save point. God.
1: Save a baby shark.
2: <laughs> Weird charity this time. <laughs> All right, let's time about this and get into this.
3: You know, I mean, we're we're polluting uh, the oceans. Okay. The, the baby sharks need help.
2: Mm-hmm. They need a lot of mm-hmm. help. True. Are we good for 15? Yeah, sure. Yes. Okay. Clap, clap, clap.